You don't want Rampage? It just came on. Like the video game? Rampage? No, the Rampage from Friday just auto-played on my uh, laptop because I had nice. TNT's website open. So I wanted to catch up on that today. TNT. Oi. 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 Uh, too soon? No, never too soon. Gentlemen, how goes? Oh, oh, we're live? Holy shit. I told we're you we were going live, buddy. I didn't I didn't think you actually had the balls to do it ahead of time, but look at you. Look at you. I just have to hit a button. Button. <laughs> Good one. Nice. Starting off fresh. Kev, you wearing a leather hat tonight? Oh yeah. A little dominatrix action or what? Not even close. Oh. You have a leather hat on? It's like pleather. It was the hat from the show. Oh god. It's pretty cool. All right. All right. How you guys doing? You need some horns on there like Gags the Gimp. Oof. It's your guy, Gags. Who's letting those guys compete at 74? Train wreck. There's an awful lot of going on with 74 that I'm not a fan of, but we'll get into that as the show goes on. Oh, yeah, brother. We will handle that as the night progresses. Well, uh, Tony is back from Wildwood. Sorry, Kevin Rogue is not here tonight, folks. If you're tuning in for him, I can see we have no viewers at the moment. <laughs> and Kevin's here. Oh, yeah. All, always ready. And uh, I'm here. You sure are. JJ Rogue wants to know, leather hat. What is this, 1993? I don't know. I just bought it. I don't make them. I don't think I'd ever buy a leather hat. It's not leather, man. There's well, no way. There's no way this is leather. It looks very leather, Kevin. Polyurethane. Sure does. 100% polyurethane. Polyurethane. Isn't that what they embalm bodies with? They go fucking oh, right up there. <laughs> right? Isn't that ether? Matt, what'd you say? <laughs> that thing will go right up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, boy. Uh, so everyone's back. We are a week away from episode 600. We have Chandler Hopkins with us tonight. Uh, we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. Um, NWA 74 is this weekend. AEW had a very interesting week. The WWE is in the oh, yeah. news again. They're releasing people. They're shutting things down. They're opening things up. Uh, we have our Bound for Glory main event set. Oh, fuck. Keep talking. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, we have our G1 champion. Oh, yeah. Damn it. I forgot about that. It's the one thing I didn't watch. Oh, man, Kev, you missed a banger. I uh, had the pleasure of recording the Bread Club this afternoon, and uh, we were joined for about 50 minutes by the voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mr. Kevin Kelly. So that was fun. Ooh. How's Kaylin doing? Excuse me? Kaylin? Caleb? Kayla? What's his name? Kieran. Kieran. Thank you. Wow. Hello. Kieran's great. He's coming coming to the states on holiday in a couple weeks. Going and out. Who's to- he coming? He's going out to Vegas, <laughs> Vegas Gummin. in California. Okay. Matt, you got to tell me when and and when. When and when. <laughs> when? Jesus you gotta Christ. Tell me when? No, that was that. When yeah. in Rome. When and when New Japan announced they were coming to New York City. They announced that uh, during the G1 finals. And it sold out in like five seconds. And I had no idea. The, the tickets went on sale today. Is it sold out? Oh, it sold out. You didn't get you didn't get tickets? 
No, I had to wait and see if I could get the day off because it is Halloween weekend. So it'll probably be my last busy weekend on the truck. Halloween. Yeah. Some place called like Paladonia in Times Square or something like that. Yeah. yeah I'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. You know what? I might be going to baseball playoff games October 28th. I don't know. From your mouth to God's ears, I swear. Big night tonight. Yeah, Yeah, no, get me to the end of September, though. You had enough. No, I'm just, let's go. I don't don't invest much in the Mets-Yankees series uh, rivalry. I don't really think there's much of it. People make it bigger than what it is, so. I think it's better when, I mean, it's obviously better when the teams are good. Yeah, but it you know I'll care when it's the World Series. Two games in the, at the end of August, I don't give a shit about. To be perfectly honest with you, it's pretty close. It's pretty close there. It's not close enough, my friend. All right, all right. So we got a huge show. Chandler Hopkins joins us shortly. NWA seventy four down the aisle tonight. Woo! Right, we got to talk. I got a some a bone to pick with the committee too, but that's nothing new. Um, that's all here next. It's all here next on the Shining Wizard. <laughs> Don't I roll me, motherfucker. How can you see? The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com. And become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Moose, and you're listening to the Shining the Wizards podcast. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? A stupid out. fucking question, Kevin. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's... Whoa! Hey, this is most. God, that was disgusting. Turning wizards rule the world. You're tuned in live to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode number 599. Coming to you live on the rant, rantiumradio.com. Coming to you live in video format on all the social medias, the Facebook, the Twitters, the Twitches, and the YouTubes. And going with you wherever you go because we are available on each and every streaming and podcast platform. Let's get right into it. It's time for some wrestling talk. And some talk about wrestling in Tony. Oh no! <laughs> what the fuck was I that? Why wrestling <laughs> girl? Like that Matt K J G. I am a Matt. We're talking about the wrestling gumming on holiday. Good God, boys! What's going on? Oh, you know how much? What's going on with you? Same old. Back in the groove and getting ready to celebrate next week. We got a couple of stops to make along the way. In episode 599. How was, uh, where'd you go, Camden? Yes, Camden. Camden's beautiful this time of year. Nice and warm. 
fucking Is great it? things. People are friendly. I plenty of so. places to stay. If you don't lots need of, a roof or windows. Lots of Airbnbs and uh <sighs> lots of air, definitely. I don't know about B and B's. Did you have a nice vacation though? Yeah, it was good times. It was good times, absolutely. A lot of time yeah. on the beach, a lot of time in the pool. Did the boardwalk thing, did the Cape May thing, you know. Yeah, out and about and letting it all hang out. There Feel refreshed? Yeah, a little bit. I would say so. That's good. Yeah. That's what uh that's all, what the vacation's all about, right? Yeah. My brother's down there now. A lot of people have been going down the shore this year. So many people <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the most Captain Obvious statement ever made, ever. What do you mean? Everyone goes down the shore every year. I mean, sans COVID. Uh, maybe maybe it's maybe it's because of COVID people haven't been going, but it just seems like it seems like more people than usual are finding the Jersey Shore as their vacation spot this year. I think they're unlocking more hidden gems. Then, like, I feel like Asbury Park has had such a crazy resurgence in in population and events and, and vacationing. I feel like a lot of people love that beach. And since, like, they a couple years ago, I guess they, they redid, like, opened up a million new restaurants and all that stuff. So I feel like Asbury Park is is hitting. But I feel like people every year, again, sans COVID, go down, like, mil, like hundreds of thousands go down the shore. It just year. seems like a lot of people this year are hitting Wildwood for a change. Because like, it's a, it's probably because it's a free beach still. True. Prob- probably because it has the best boardwalk, I think, in on the shoreline. The longest, mm. I think. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's the longest. And then plus you got the big Wildwood sign that people like to pose in front of and get also pictures. very family friendly. Yes. yes. Well, yeah, maybe. Look, you're old. We're old, bro. People. Look, I had a barbecue last week, right? I had right. people two months notice, and then they were showing up with their kids, which was fine. It's just a different type of barbecue than what I was used to throwing, you know, back when we were uh, living in Fairfield on Clinton Road. You know, this was not, this was not, we're going to blow things up with fireworks and shoot fireworks at people and get fucking drunk and wear a dress and jump on a trampoline party. This was like kids were running around. Like real good vibe. Like it's a different time, bro. Wildwood is the spot for families. You want to go be a fucking degenerate? You go to that trash Seaside Heights, <laughs> right? I loved Seaside Heights. Yeah, we we well, we stood in Avalon, and I'd never been there before. You, it's it's a you different... stood in Avalon. Yes, and I, I sat in Avalon. And I slept in you Avalon. Stand, dipshit. <laughs> I stood in the place where I lived. I'm gonna use all my good material now, and I'm not gonna have a shit next week. No, yeah, good, good. Not gonna have a shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, brother, Avalon, not Avalon by the sea, just Avalon. No, that's that's Avon. That's Avon. Come on, dude. Avon, Avalon. It's all the same. Ding a ling dong. Yes. You still got sand in your ass crack, no matter where you fucking went. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it was a different kind of sand. Did the motel have an outdoor shower? Yes. Was it now? Was it a full, or was it one of those like leg leg length ones just to wash your? Oh no! They got feet. The, they got feet and they got heads. They got both heads. Yeah. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Shit, it's been a long time since I did that. There you go. It was good times. Good. Well, it's good to have you back. Great to be back. All righty. And uh, Kevin, I know you were in a. Uh, 
in Boston. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get... How was your trip to Boston? Oh, it was good, man. Short. Only went from Friday to Sunday. Um, I think I might have a new favorite wrestler. Oh, who's that? I think it might be Ricky Starks. All right. I think Ricky, Ricky Starks is the coolest dude in the world. Is he cooler than our guest? No, well, no, 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 no. Well, not not this world. Me, bro. Not this world. This world is he's the coolest. He'll always be the coolest. And there'll never be anyone close. Well, look, you... Chandler was in the chat when you said you had a new favorite wrestler. And I, <laughs> caught, I caught him shaking his head in disgust, Kevin. What, when I said Ricky Starks? Yeah. I'm just saying he's a really good dude. That's all. As far as I know, I'm only hung out with him for a little bit, but that, that, no, that was it. I played the fifth. Oh, oh okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I played the fifth. Won't comment on that one. All right, well. Listen, that, that's just me. I can't I can't discuss how other people might feel about it. And that's just of me. Of course, of course. Everybody's their own. I'm gonna turn this where I can maybe get you guys on here a little bit better. Yeah, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Let's see if it'll turn for me. There we hey, go. go. Hey. That better guys. That's great. Chandler, that perfect, how are you, actually. man? I'm doing good, man. Uh just just kind of settling in for the night. Got here ready for you guys. I was actually uh, Twitch streaming beforehand, and I took my pause break to talk with you guys, and as soon as we're done, I'll go right back to my Twitch streaming. So, how are y'all doing? Good, Good. man. From that Twitch. What's the Twitch? Uh, Twitch is Captain, C-A-P-T for an abbreviation, underscore pew pew underscore. So, it says Capt underscore pew pew underscore. So, we play a lot of uh, Sea of Thieves, Sims 4, a lot of gun games, uh, first-person shooters. I don't really play more but you know uh, more so like ghost recons or your um we play a lot of uh, halo as well so uh, i didn't hear fortnite in there i don't like fortnite oh <laughs> dude you're killing me already <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not a big fan of fortnite it's it's a very cool game don't get me wrong but there's a lot of things of it that are just very uh childlike for a first person shooter and uh, i'm not really um i like more actual realistic type video games um so nothing against fortnite it's done great of course look at it but at the same time uh just not the one for me i just i just love all the goofy shit my son's 14 so we play <laughs> together we got friends of ours that we get online with and we play with and uh just constantly just talking trash just to each other like you're a trash player i can't believe we have you on the squad you didn't kill anybody yeah. why are you drinking cocktails instead of reviving me what the <laughs> fuck are you doing Oh, it's great. It's great times. Great. Times. Uh, that that's usually my back for blood. So zombie game or uh, I like Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean type game on the open seas. So wait a second. You just said that you prefer more realistic games and then you just dropped a zombie game on us. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's still a first person shooter. It's still <laughs> Fortnite. I'm not building stuff to jump up a hundred feet in the air just to shoot somebody that was right. Gotcha. Like, ah, I'm sorry. Oh no. You see, the great thing about Fortnite now, you could play zero builds. So I just play zero uh, builds. So because, dude, the minute you take a shot at somebody, they built seventeen stories up, and, exactly. I, and I said, "Fuck that noise!" Or, or you've again. got ten things in front of them that you got to shoot through to get to them already. Again, it's like, nah, I'm done. Exactly. It's so, no, so funny you, it's so funny you mentioned Ghost Recon because I remember buying that game for PS2, thinking that I was it was going to be the most fun that like I ever had, and I couldn't do it. I gave up in like a week. Ah. Uh. Man, sometimes, hey, everyone's got a different kind of gaming mentality. They do have a Destiny 2 Fortnite mashup fixing to come out, so you're supposed to be able to play with those two on the same uh, 
I don't know if it's going to be cross-play, but you're supposed to be playing with those two on the same version of those uh, Destiny or Fortnite. So that'd be fun. But Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Wow. Be definitely something different. Destiny's kind of one of those games. It's, uh, it's very open world, I guess, because it's a big universe. So I guess you could go into any universe and Fortnite could be one of those universes. So that could be a really cool cross-play type deal. Kevin, I'm curious in your doubt of zombies. I'm sorry? Your doubt that there aren't really zombies out there. I don't know, because I'm an adult. <laughs> don't be Can calling I... me, bro. Don't be calling me when zombies are eating your brains, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. It's, this is I'm more worried about the freaking wildlife that is in my backyard than zombies eating my brain. Well, what kind of wildlife do you have in your backyard? Nothing crazy. That was just kind of something I said without thinking it through. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I want to know. I like yeah, no. Foxes, coyotes. Okay. So you live out in the country? Nope. City. No. Not it's at bad all. Out. It's bad out here in Jersey, man. They're oh, everywhere. Jersey and they're all over the place. My they're bad. everywhere. Uh, they stopped coming to Texas because we just shot them. What, coyote? <laughs> Wait, we got coyotes in New Jersey? Hell yeah, dude. Jesus. I, I, we've seen a few foxes, but I think they just wandered in from somewhere else. Like coyotes. We have wow. bear and coyote. What do you know? I mean, bear. <laughs> A we have bear in New Jersey. You don't think we got coyote coyotes what? here? Is that the craziest thing you've seen in New Jersey? Is a bear? No, bears. I, are, bears are pretty common. Bears around are pretty here. common, and okay. especially kind of where Matt lives. Bears are, are very, very, very common. Uh, me, the craziest thing I've seen is probably, and that's through like like a photograph that somebody else took, but it was in my was in my town. Would be a coyote. I thought you were going to say Sasquatch. <laughs> so so. Uh, a coyote, essentially a dog, is is more crazy than a fucking six hundred pound bear. If you no, I didn't say crazy. You said the craziest thing. You he asked you what's the craziest thing you ever seen, and you said it wasn't a bear. You said no, because I've never coyote. seen a bear. I've never seen a bear. I just know they exist here. Sometimes I've fair, I've fair seen enough. a coyote via a picture in my town. See, so I, I know they're here. I don't know what y'all have for wildlife. I've never been out that way. The closest I've been is Pennsylvania, and I lived in Pittsburgh. Actually, I lived outside of Pittsburgh for about two years in a little town called Washington. So, Okay. I got my, there. My cousin's out there. He lives in Moon Township. Okay, yeah. Small I lived world, out man. Years. I snubbed in the oil field right out of, out of college. So, my okay, dad so, so let me ask you this. Did you ever swing by Bruno's house while you were out there? Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, no. Sorry. Uh, so cool I brought up Bruno. Matt doesn't like Bruno San Martino for some reason. I don't uh, understand why. I, I wasn't in wrestling at the time, so I probably wouldn't have had any pool with him anyways. So, um, But uh, I think the craziest thing I seen while I was out there was we went to, I guess, um, was Jerome Bettis' bar. It's right outside the stadium there. Nice. And, uh, we were going to go and tailgate all day, and that night we were going to walk back and we were going to watch the game in his bar. So we got back pretty early, and as we got back, he was actually walking in whenever we got back. And I was like, yo. And I'm a Steelers fan, so transplant from Texas, I get it. Cowboys suck, but Steelers all the way. Uh, Jerome, <laughs> uh, Jerome Bettis walked in, though, and it's his bar, of course. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm tapping my buddy on the shoulder. I was like, that's Jerome Bettis. And he's he's literally huge, just like a bus, like they always said he was. But he comes up, and uh, he's talking to the uh, lady behind the bar, and I'm just, like, dumbfounded, like, oh, my God, that's Jerome Bettis, you know? And he looks over and sees my face, and he was like, hey, man, how are you? He shook my hand, and he was like, y'all y'all getting shots or what? And I was like, well, we're going to drink a beer. And he goes, this one's on me. Y'all have a good day. And I was like, 
shit, that's awesome. But, so, cool. so now I'm so now I'm curious. What is but, the name of Jerome Bettis's bar? Uh, bet uh, thirty six, I think. Bettis thirty six, something like that. Okay, I, I thought it would be something bus related. It's Jerome uh, Bettis's Grill thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah, it was his number. So, but yeah, that no. It was a cool little experience. Heinz Ward's got one out there too, and I think his was called like eighty sixth or Heinz or Ward's or something like that. It was on like uh, uh, the main Party Street down in downtown Pittsburgh. So there's a couple of them that have bars out there. Uh, Heinz Ward's Tavern eighty six. Yeah, they all had their numbers attached to them. So weird. I mean, I that's what they're known. You know, it's yeah. Pittsburgh's a working class town. That's what they're known for. Their numbers. That's how they're. Yeah, they're not like you know the backup center. They were like huge parts <laughs> to those teams. I think, yeah. anyway, I think the backup center would be more along like, hey, here's my name number. You know, yeah. the bar be called backups. Yeah, they should just be like, hey, this is Wards or hey, Bettis yeah. or whatever. But it is what it is. Get that. Get get that thirty six. Sell a couple extra jerseys. Yeah. I know. Chandler, we're going to get into all things coming up with you, but there's something I got to ask you something. There's something that's behind you that's blinking. And I, for the life of me, I can't try to make out what it is. What is that sign back there that is uh, blinking all these different colors? It says stay focused. And okay. uh, a reminder to myself, this is my goal board right here. It's got all my goals and everything written down on it. And uh, every time I meet one of those goals, I check it off and then I replace it with another one. So it, it stays filled all the time. So that way I always have something to aim for or shoot for. Um, and that sign was just one of the things. It was actually a marquee sign that you can get from Walmart. You can make like a hundred different sayings or whatever. But uh, I just wanted something very quick and positive. That way when I woke up in the morning, that's at the foot of my bed. So when I wake up from my bed and I look up, it's the first thing I see. So uh, it says stay focused. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think I would have a seizure if that was at the foot of my bed. <laughs> well, it doesn't stay on at night. Uh, okay. <laughs> And so, uh, usually, I'm like I said, I just twitched, and so it's on still for you guys, and y'all are still getting the, the lights. But uh, as soon as this is all done, that'll all go off. The goal board what's the uh, what's the the length of the rain that you want to hit on the Pele Pro Championship? You know, that's actually a goal that I have thought about writing down, but I haven't because I don't know what that answer would be because I don't know what the future holds. I know I want to hold it for as long as possible. Um, I know I want to be the guy that takes uh, Pele to the next upper echelon, which I've kind of already started doing that. Um, but at the same time, like I haven't really put a number to it. I know if it's possible, I'd love to get a good year. I'd like to be the new longest reigning. Um, but I don't know what my future holds. I don't know, you know, who's going to come knocking or anything like that. So I can't just say, hey, I'm going to be the Pele champ for two or three years because – Honestly, that's not the ultimate goal. Uh, it is a goal, and it's a great goal for me to have right now. But it's not the goal for the end of my career. So, uh, maybe a year. Let's break. Let's break that uh, Cam Cole record. I think his was just over a year. So maybe we do what? Let Let's go for fifteen months. How about that? I like that. Sounds good. And you got to worry down there in the DFW area with the the wealth of independent wrestling down there. Anyone at any time could come knocking. I mean, you look at this September third show. Alex Kane's there. Michael mm-hmm. Bennett's there. Uh, we had Izzy James last week, and he did not uh, shoot down the idea of possibly, if he can get through Khan, uh, coming after you in that title. I mean, hey, I, I welcome all challengers. Izzy and I have done battle many times. We've had a lot of good matches. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're probably about even, too, on on victories. Um, but at the end of the day, after I get through whoever's who's in my way, 
before him, if he decides to come knocking, hey, let's do it. I have no problem being that guy. I have no problem saying, hey, I don't have an opponent this this month or this show. Who, who's up for it? And the guy from DFW All Pro Academy wants to make a name for himself and steps up to the challenge. Cool, let's go. Let's see what you got. Um, but at the end of the day, the goal is to come out victor. So if that's what he would like, Izzy, yo, if Greg, Rory, whichever one we're calling you these days, I love you, big okay. dog, but um, gutter snakes die too. Oh, shit. Wow. We're on the line with uh, Chandler Hopkins at the young gun underscore CH on Twitter and Instagram. His Twitch stream uh, is Captain C- uh, Captain. No, it's capped. Uh, underscore pew pew underscore and he's got a big cartel shirt too the young gun um dot big cartel dot com if you want to grab a t-shirt uh we're talking uh covenant september 3rd pele pro wrestling um chandler i follow you on all forms of social media you've taken some pretty interesting pictures with uh the likes of brian cage and company the one thing that really blows my mind not that you're uh shredded but that you do it in jeans because that look seems incredibly uncomfortable uh, and I don't know if you're working out in jeans. I don't know if I'm just being an idiot, but uh, I don't know. Do you work out in in dungarees? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you got you got to think though. Uh, the cowboy is not just a gimmick. Um, I live and breathe cowboy. I've been wearing tight ass jeans since I was a kid because we had to protect ourselves on farms from just anything and everything, from as little as little birds that come up out of the sand to ants that crop your legs or even just when you're riding a horseback you don't want to have any kind of rash on your legs from wearing shorts so it's just a natural thing for me i've always been in jeans my entire life um now these jeans aren't like your normal wranglers they're they're not stiff so um, they do stretch a little bit but they don't have too much but at the same time there's not anyone out there that's wearing any kind of canadian tuxedo type attire Uh, most everyone is doing the normal You know, I'm an indie wrestler with some bikers and some kick pads and here's my vest and hey, I'm cool. I got it. But at the end of the day, like what makes you different? What what do you stand out with? Like, how does someone look at you and say you stand out amongst the crowd? I wear straight denim everywhere, denim and leather. That's what I do. Um, And it sticks out. People say it all the time. Like, yo, I've never seen that. That's cool. I've got a guy that's making me some new gear uh, for the upcoming shows um, for CYN and he asked me his person pictures of what I wear currently. So I send them to him and he goes, yo, that's fresh. He's like, I've never made any gear like that. That is really cool. So I don't take my gear lightly. Um, and it, it wasn't something that I just had right off the cuff either. I just tried it with some regular jeans. People started liking it, took off with it. And then I got a denim vest to match it. That... Oh, we lost oh, him. Oh no. Oh boy. Then maybe his power went out. Oh, there we go. He's back. I thought is so while Chandler's fixing his shit, um, my power went out just as I ended my uh, my afternoon um, session with uh, with Kevin Kelly. Like just as we ended, the power went out, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the word. It was it got pretty it got pretty bad. So I'm so I'm not surprised you lost power. It was just like it was just a surge. It was just enough to take me offline. And uh, have me reset my shit. Or reshit your set? Reshit my set. Reset my shit. There it is. Yes. Back. Do you want me to unmute him? He might have it. There we go. Sorry about that. 
It's okay. No worries, brother. No worries. Hey, mom, mama takes precedence over everybody. I stop it for everything and anything for mom. She, uh, so she lives in Puerto Rico and they actually do a charter boat. They, uh, they charter a catamaran, which is a sailboat. Um, and anytime she calls me, I never know what's up. Something could be happening. So I always drop every, anything and everything. So sorry about that. No, you're good. Everything's okay. Everything's great. Yeah. She was reminding me that I had to pick her up from the airport this weekend. So oh, nice a little visit. Is she coming in, <laughs> coming in to see you wrestle? Uh, no, uh, she's coming in to actually sign over some paperwork on their house and stuff here in the inlands. And then she's leaving back out Sunday morning to go back to Puerto Rico. So okay. not really one she's going to get to stay and have fun with. I invited her, but at the same time, mama's busy too. There you go. You we were talking about your gear. I'm going to, I got to ask you ever fuck with them pajama jeans. Pajama jeans. No. Hey, you know about pajama jeans? Oh, bro. We got pajama jeans? Je they're jeans, right? But no, the inside, they're... they're made like pajamas. Yeah. No, I've, I've never I've never seen these. I, so, I mean, they're stretchy. They're, they're jeans, but they're not denim. They're not denim. They have the look of denim then. Yes. It's uh, like Orange Cassidy. Oh. Think of that. Dude. Now yeah, I... but, 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 but for real people. All right. So I I can't imagine Chandler would be comfortable wrestling in pajamas. Your balls sweating and stinking all over the place, and your asshole getting all sweaty and cracked. Pajama <laughs> jeans, man. Nah, come on, dude. No. Uh, anyways, bro, we're wrestling. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Ugh. Wait, wait, Tony. When you were wrestling, you didn't get sweaty. Yeah, but I was wearing a singlet for God's sakes. I wasn't. I wasn't putting on pajama jeans. But you're getting sweaty regardless. Who cares? How fucking comfortable do you need to be when you're wrestling? I mean, why don't you just fucking wrestle naked? Sorry. That's a great question. Jeez. I don't know. I mean, I got heated there for a minute, but my goodness, sweaty balls is where I draw the line, dude. Some some wrestlers are pretty much wrestling almost naked. I mean, it doesn't look like we're covering much these days. So. Yeah. The, the less the better, right? I mean, hey, isn't that how it is? It is what it is. Shit. <laughs> it's easy for Chandler Hopkins looks like uh he's an Adonis. He can wrestle in his underwear. Hey, I look like an Adonis. It just happens to be Adrian. Uh. <laughs> All right, that wasn't bad, Cody. <laughs> we lost him. Oh, he's back. <laughs> All right. That that deserves an applause, Rick. That was uh. a good one, Tony. That was you got me there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> all right so you uh chandler were supposed to defend the championship against richard holiday there was a little change and you see uh uh someone you probably are super familiar with in mysterious q does that change your game plan going into september 3rd covenant um honestly it's going to change it a little bit uh, uh, oh, excuse dude, me Sorry. A big boy, but let's not be mistaken that that guy is is Flawless. He's fast. He's quick, and especially for as big as he is, it's not normal to see a guy like that be as agile as he as he is. So, uh, Richard Holiday is a little bit different because I'm not going to see that out of him. I'm going to be the fast guy. I'm going to be the agile guy. Which with this one with Q, we're both very agile. We're both very good in that ring. So there's no telling what's actually going to happen between us. Um, this will be our first real like match with each other that matters. That has a meaning. We wrestled in the uh, Texas tournament last year or a year before something like that um but that was literally our only time we'd really wrestle each other so this will be our really like first time that we've got something on the line uh that really matters to both of us and uh you know it's gonna be fun um i know him well i've watched him do his thing he knows me well he's watched me do my my thing and 
at the end of the day, I have nothing but respect for the cookie. But still, cookies get eaten, and I'm the cookie monster. <laughs> like all right, that. wait. So let me ask you this. I saw that uh, Matt's favorite wrestler of all time, Marco Stunt, is also on the show. Any thoughts <laughs> on little Marco Stunt? He's not my I like Marco. He he probably wears pajamas all the time. He's like a child. He doesn't get, oh, he probably walks around smelling like balls everywhere he goes. I could imagine that. His parents don't dress him when he gets out of bed. They just let him walk around in his pajamas. They take him to the supermarket. I know how it is. I see those kids all the time at the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco's good people. Yeah, I mean, look. At some Look, if you like, you know, beating up children, that's your thing, man. I get it. <laughs> Hey, at least I get away with it for free if I do it to him. See, there you go. I like it. There's always a silver lining. Yep. I don't I don't have to go to jail if that's the case. Well, we don't want anyone going to jail. Oh, no, absolutely. definitely not. Unless they deserve it. But you, well, you don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You we don't want Chandler to go to jail. No, Chandler's not going. Chandler's going right to the top, Tony. I don't know if you... he's at the top, bro. He's got to stay there. That's the key. Right. Pele Pro is great, but that's not. He's that's just a. So wrong in the ladder. Well, why do you think Marco stunts there, bro? That's where it's at. Ah, well, it's where we're at in Texas, yeah. But there you go. Be just Texas. Um, I've been traveling a lot the past couple of years now, and my goal is not just Texas. I'm already one of the top guys in Texas. I don't need to keep proving that. I don't need to keep showing that. I got to prove to the world why Texas thinks I'm one of the top guys in Texas. So if I can be one of the top guys in Texas. I can try and be one of the top guys in the world, I think. Uh, where, have you, where have you traveled? Uh, so I've been to, let's see here, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, uh, Florida. Um, I've wrestled in Pittsburgh once for Pittsburgh, or Pitt, wrestled, no, twice for Wrestle Pit, um, Louisiana, um, Idaho, uh, Chicago. Um, yeah, so I've been around. You got to get out to that Utah, that devotion championship wrestling. Oh, right. you in Utah. That's where oh. our boy Tombstone Jesus rolls, man. I, I've seen him. Yeah, Martin, have you? my buddies, the Marty the Moth, and he he wants me to come out there and wrestle him so much, so bad. He's like, "Yo, would have a great match." I was like, "Yeah, we'll see." So, so you have you have like the goal board behind you. Are you one of the are these? Uh, are you a professional wrestler that has like the checklist where you want to wrestle like every state? Like every country, like like obviously you would welcome the opportunities, but is that something that you would like take time out of your day to try to work on? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, I'm gonna come with you guys. I got someone knocking on my door. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be one of those things where I wrestle in every single state. Um, but at the same time, like I don't mind actually. Just keep it. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. it. Chandler uh, just got his dominoes for the night. I did. I did get my dominoes, actually. Holy oh, shit! Holy oh, shit! Bam! Got my dominoes. Yeah, so. uh, All, right. All right. Wait. Before we go back, before we go to your list, what did you get from Domino's? I got to know what the order is. Um. So I am a avid rewards member with them because they're quick and they're here at the house. Um. And sometimes I'm in a crunch time. But uh, I got a pepperoni pizza, hand-tossed. Um, I also got a uh, chicken pizza uh, because I got to have some extra protein. And then I also got 16 breadstick cinnamon bites with some cinnamon sticks and a two liter of Sprite. So, holy shit, my man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt's looking at me like, wait, are you going to eat all that? I know. No, because I'll (laughs) eat all that, but I look like a tub of shit. And you're over here walking around like fucking Brokeback Mountain over here with the fucking abs and the muscles. I look like a fucking... Uh, of all the cowboy references, you go I to. I couldn't Brokeback. think of a good cowboy. It's they were right. diesel in that movie. You know what? I've had people chant Brokeback Mountain at me while I'm in the ring, when I, especially when I first started wrestling. People were like, Brokeback Mountain. It was a very shit. successful movie. So there's no change in that game. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. I'm just thinking, like, that's the first no, thing. No, I couldn't think of, like, head. the fucking ripped cowboy. Who's a ripped cowboy? <laughs> fucking John Wayne never took his shirt off. You never saw John Wayne with his shirt oh, off. Sure didn't. That's right, all right. Man. Name me a rip uh, cowboy. Don't tell me some fucking fake cowboy either. Don't be like Tex Slashinger. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Ain't. When was Bruce Willis a cowboy? Yippee ki motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make we, him a cowboy. Cowboys now? If we're going to go real real cowboys, I'm going to go with the, the guy that I'm a modern day version of, Billy the Kid. It, it was, he was ripped. He wasn't the, the biggest or strongest, but he was ripped. So There you go. Billy Gunn was ripped. He's a real cowboy. Oh, boy. I mean, he did well, get he, it. He did it. Didn't he do rodeo? Yeah, he got a rodeo scholarship. He was yeah. also the ass man, so there you go. Think, yeah, actually, I think he did rodeo, so I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Right. But, yeah, there so. That's a better cowboy. I take that back. He walking around looking like Billy Gunn eating two pizzas and all that shit. <laughs> I look like fucking 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag after I eat that. Hey, man, all I got to say is it's still a lot of work out. Like, I'll eat that throughout the rest of the night. I'll, as soon as I'm done with you guys, I'll probably eat. One of those pizzas and a little bit of those cinnamon twists. And then tonight, right before I go to bed, uh, I'm going to go work out after I get through with this. So as soon as I'm done with that, I'll come back and smash out the rest rest of it. So I'll turn it right into just muscle and it'll burn away. So Take a I'm big sick. fucking domino shit at the end of the night, too. Awesome. My man. Those are <laughs> cinnamon sticks are good, though. Those are delicious. Dude, are. Everything on their menu is delicious. You know what I get? I get that. I get that chicken with the jalapenos and the and the pineapples on it with that mango sauce. Oh man, that's good shit. Oh, I, I that. Is that that's, like a- it's good shit, man. They they put the jalapenos on there. You get the mango habanero drizzle all over it. Is oh. that like the whole how uh, the Hawaiian style that they use? I mean, it's got pineapple. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess it, I guess you could consider Hawaiian because the mango habanero is kind of sweet. So yeah, is it a is it a pizza or is it a flatbread or is it just because they do like pasta? I don't know about down in Texas, but up here they do like pasta and shits, things I'm not interested in from Domino's. No, this is just chicken. They put chicken on like a like a like a parchment paper and they just drizzle all the shit on it. Mm. It's like nuggets. It's like nuggets with toppings. That's the best way to describe. What are you it. fucking five years old? You're playing Fortnite and eating chicken nuggets. Jesus Christmas. Oh, is Chandler five years old? Jesus, he's he's fucking no, shooting he zombies and, and attacking pirates on the seven seas. You ain't making fun of him. You call First him broke back down for Christ's sake. First of all, he'll smush my head like a grape. Secondly, he don't like Fortnite and he's playing first-person shooters. You ain't gonna let no pirates come on your ship, are you? You gotta shoot him. Yeah, but he's shooting imaginary people that Kevin doesn't believe in. So there you go. We cannot confirm or deny the zombie thing. <laughs> hey, at least Matt. At least Marco stunts real. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And my good, my good buddy JJ Rogue is in on this. Uh, best thing on the fucking menu. Thank you, JJ. You gotta give it a try, Chandler. I'm not joking. I'll have to try it. Definitely worth it. Oh, Kevin's giving up. Where'd you go, Kevin? No I just saw what you changed my. Who, someone changed my name to. <laughs> just noticed that. Uh, I thought 20, you changed that. Twenty honestly. minutes, bro. It's where you been? I did it. I'm watching our. I'm, Look at, I'm paying attention to our guests. 
you J.O.'s. Oh, it's funny. Oh, brother. Well, speaking yeah. of taking shits, I got to ask Matt's question. Can I ask your question? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Steal my gimmick. What was the last time you shit your pants? Whether it was in the ring, out of the ring, anywhere. Like, uh, probably like sharding, maybe? Yeah, so, sharding okay. works. Yeah, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's like dropping logs in their underwear. Right, right. I mean, I did drop logs probably, but, um, <laughs> honestly, it was probably this past summer. I can't, it was like, yes, it was, it was, uh, one of the last times I went to, to Florida for darks. And we had a real late night, and they were rushing us out, and they were uh, putting us in the the shuttle to go to the hotel. And I, as soon as I got on the, on the, the shuttle, I was like, "Dude, I got I got dumped." <laughs> like we, it was probably a good thirty minute ride to the to the hotel, and this whole time I'm in my seat doing this and just rocking and stuff. <laughs> we get to the hotel, and they usually do this thing where everyone's like slowly starts to get up and go, and mm-mm. no, it's uh, good time. I got up, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, about the time I got to my room, I swiped my card. Uh, I felt the fart come out. And about the time I got to the toilet, yep, that's the sharking had already started, but we got the rest out. So, yeah, we've all been there. The last time I did it, I was literally four inches from the toilet bowl. <laughs> it, I was, I think I was as close as humanly possible to. Like you couldn't get any, it was either on it or I, I just could. I, I don't know what happened. It was a fucking hey, disaster. It happens. Mine was last week during breakfast. <laughs> last Dude, week, you... <laughs> must have been some good breakfast. No, I was sitting you know, there. You had Domino's. I'm eating my toast. I'm eating my eggs. I just kind of leaned over and it was like, <clears throat> so got up, went to the bathroom. Cleaned it up, went back to eat my eggs. Dude, there you're getting you go. old. You got to be careful. I know, dude. It's getting bad. <laughs> Holy shit. You mentioned Darks. You've been doing some stuff with AEW. What's that whole experience like been for you, Chandler? Um, it's been fun. Um, I can't remember how many matches. The matches have been way too many. I don't, can't remember anymore. But the last time I kept track, it was like 18 that I had for them. And I, I was having a good time. Um, it's also one of those things that I think at some point in time, you, you as a wrestler have to sit there and go, okay, cool. Is it worth me still coming here every single time because we pay for ourselves to get there they pay us afterwards of course but we have to supply our travel and our hotel um and all of our food except for catering when we're there so there's a lot that comes out of our park our pocket as well and at some point you kind of have to sit there and go okay cool i've been here x amount of times after the very first match they said they loved me um and then i was told and i've been told this several times that had i not been a cowboy that i would have already been signed there um, so it's more so one of those things of I think because of a, the character that I play and there's already somebody there um, I haven't been able to continue to keep going which is fine um, I understand that but at the same time I also have to bet on me and I can't expect AEW to make me I want to make myself um, I've said it many times and I've said it on numerous podcasts AJ Styles is the guy I model my career after and if the big company doesn't want me right now cool I'm going to make them want me and when they come calling the first time, if it ain't big enough and it ain't where I think it is, I'm going to keep doing my damn own damn thing and I'm going to make them want me. And if it's not big enough the second time, I'm going to keep doing my own damn thing and I'll make them want me until they finally pay me what I deserve or what I think I deserve 
at that time. I'm not saying I'm worth everything right now, but at the same time, I also understand my worth and I understand my value. And I'm not going to sit there and let another company bring me in and just keep squashing me to other people. So that's the way I that. I had fun. I had a great time, but I learned a lot. But at the end of the day, it's not a place where you can go and just make a career for yourself if you're just going to keep taking L's. So that, 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 that statement that you said is very confusing for me. If you weren't a cowboy, you would be signed already. To me, that makes no sense as a professional wrestler because – and just wait, hear me out on this. Like if they wanted you but didn't necessarily want you to be a cowboy, they would find something else for you to do. Now my question to you is would you want to be anything else other than – what you do so i've actually had uh so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lay his name out there but one of the guys that was in the town office came up to me and he asked me he said so what would you change to if we asked you to change and i said nothing um and he said what you can't do anything else he's like oh i can do a lot of things that, that, that i could do but i'm not gonna do anything else and he said why i said because i put four years into this and i said i understand adam's put 16 18 whatever the years may be at the end of the day, that's not my time. That's his time. I put four years into this. And I'm not going to throw it away just because you said, hey, your cowboy doesn't work here. So it's still kind of one of those things. I may shoot myself in the foot with that. That's all right. But at the same time, I will bet on myself every single day before anyone else will. I'll stand by my own damn side where I want to be at in life. So um, if someone wants me to change something, then... You know, if, if it's cool and I think it's all right, like say, hey, you want to change the color of my gear? Cool, whatever. You want to change the fact that I don't wear a hat out because I, at the end of the day, like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And so you mentioned, um, speaking of atmosphere and environment, you mentioned CYM, which I assume you mean control your narrative. I, I yeah. assume that's what you meant. So it's, it's known worldwide that they don't necessarily among certain markets have the best reputation or best there's a lot of people don't necessarily care for them what's the what's your opinion and what's the what's the environment like there is it is it much to do about nothing for you or is it just like just another another job like what is it what is cyn for you i guess so cyn i'm fixing the debut for them i haven't actually been there yet okay okay locker room uh the locker room is the reason why i'm actually going to be there um they've all put in words for me and EC3 reached out to me personally and asked me if I wanted to be there. And I told him, yes. Um, I don't know the vibe. I don't know anything that's going on except for what I've heard. Flip has told me nothing but great things. And he's one of my, my close friends. He's part of the Cage Brigade. And um, I trust him. If he says it's a place where I can come to and I can shine and I can, I can do my thing and go from there, cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that shot. Now I'm not gonna be signing nothing. I'm not going to sign a contract to say, hey, this is where I'm going to put you above everything else because I'm not. Unless you're paying my bills, you don't go above everything else. Yeah. Come up to me and say, hey, I'm going to take care of you with this much right here so it pays your bills. Cool. You get first dibs. But until that happens, I'm not signing nothing. I'm not going anywhere and saying, hey, this is my full-time place. I am literally going there to wrestle. That is my job. That is where I go to every promotion for. I do not go to any promotion and get into their drama or their, hey, this is our beef from last show. I don't care. My job's not to care. My job is to be there to do what I'm supposed to do, and that's wrestle and put on a good show for the people who paid to come and see the show and to do a great job for you. Take care of the wrestler that I'm working with and make sure I go home safe. That's my job. So you, you seem like a very honest, upfront, take no bullshit kind of guy. 
So I'm wondering, in, in, in wrestling at least, is that ha- is is that like genuinely? I feel like this is a stupid question because I feel like I already know the answer. But that's how you were raised. That's how you lived your life the entire time. Is that fair to say? I was raised by a single mama. Raised me and my brother until I was 12 and he was 10. She was a no-nonsense woman. She said it, you did it. If you didn't respect her, you didn't have to respect her. But if you showed her any disrespect, she was going to show you why you should respect her. Being that way and seeing the different things coming in and out of a household with a single mom who's trying to, you know, find herself and live with someone else again and marry and get all that stuff going on, it's rough. Um, and I've been through five divorces with her. So I am a big no-nonsense guy. And, you know, I hate that I do this sometimes, but the last guy that she was with, they are still together. She's married. She's been married to him happily for eight years now. But he got the same thing. Whenever he showed up at the front door, I told him, you hurt my mama. I wish he hadn't. I walked off. That's it. I'm an upfront person. I care about the people I care about. And if you do anything to them, that's where I start getting pissed off. They can say and do whatever you want to me. You can call me all the names. You can throw sticks and stones at me because I don't care. But when it comes to my family, my loved ones, and the things that I'm passionate about, you can kick rocks, man, because I ain't going to take no crap. Fuck yeah. Uh, September 3rd at Covenant at the Grace Preparatory Academy. Uh, he ain't taking no crap from Mysterious Q or anyone else in the Pele Pro locker room as he defends his Pele Pro championship. Look, you can't be there in Texas. That's okay. Titlematchnetwork.com. Go right over there. Pele Pro is going to stream live. You can watch Chandler here defend his championship. We got a bull rope match. It's James and Khan. Fuego Del Sol is going to be there. Alex Kane. Mike Bennett, the kid from the Rugrats, is going to be there. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. It's going to be awesome. And you don't want to miss it. Chandler, let me ask you a question because it's on your social media. We know you're in a relationship with a lovely young lady who also happens to be in the wrestling business. From a relationship, like, I, I'm married. My wife works in the restaurant business. So I, we understand, right, the late nights, the long days. Does that help when you are – in a relationship with someone in the wrestling business, they kind of understand you got to do the gym. You got to take care of yourself. Like come along for the ride. I've actually dated two other people um, that since I've been in the wrestling business and both the ladies could not deal with the schedule. That's really what it kind of comes down to. You're never right. here. Want more me time. When's again, when we're going to do this, when we actually going to go somewhere and not have to wrestle. I get that. I do. But this is my job this is my career this is my like goal in life so to have that as like with another wrestler we understand each other and uh red's very good about that she um she's very understanding whenever it's time for me to go do my thing she says hey go do you don't worry about me go talk to you afterwards and I'm like, goes and does her stuff um we don't blow each other up when we're at work because we understand that's work um I guess the blue collar uh, American wouldn't understand that though, because they work nine to five and it's usually Monday through Friday. Um, for us, it's very odd days sometimes. Like sometimes it could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sometimes it might be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes it might be Thursday, Friday. Like, but at the same time, like that's why I always have my schedule and her and I share our schedules together so that we can see what's going on and okay, cool. They're busy, done, do the thing. So it's very easy, I think, um, to date somebody in the wrestling business, I think it's gotten a bad rep because most people have dated only people in the wrestling business and haven't dated outside. 
came into the wrestling business, I was very fortunate in which I didn't get into wrestling until I was 26 years old, almost. <laughs> so I had had a whole life before wrestling that taught me, okay, hey, this is why dating and wrestling is way easier because unless you find someone that doesn't care when you're gone, if you're not going to spend around a whole lot of time with them or being on the road 24-7, cool, keep them. But dating in the business is probably the only way you're going to be able to find it. And I got lucky I found it, and she found it, and that's what we're going to do. Is we're going to build each other up. Um, I will always support her. She always supports me. And, uh, you know, when she comes back to TV, she's going to raise some hell. See so y'all get ready. Now is uh, she going to eat two pizzas too? <laughs> um, I don't know if she's going to eat two pizzas, but hey, that girl can eat. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. See, yeah. that's a good thing. Nice. That girl. I can, I can eat. My wife can eat. My wife don't look like me, so that's a good thing. It's actually one of the first things I told her at the first date we ever went out to. I took her out to eat, and um, she cleared her plate. And I was like, wow, <laughs> made for dinner for somebody who actually ate it. Like, cool. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Uh, That's good. That's good. Um, we talked that Pele Pro is not. It's obviously a step up. What are you um, – if you had to, to put yourself someplace in a year, where does Chandler Hopkins see himself? Um, in a year, I could fully see myself doing um, full-time work with an Impact or New Japan. Um, I don't necessarily see it with an ROH. I used to, but with it being an AEW products now, I don't feel like that's really um, much of a, a choice at the moment. Um, if it becomes reality, cool. But uh, Impact is honestly where I'd love to be. It's got all the talent that I like working with. Um, it's got all the guys that I want to create um, a lot of stories with and, and tell, make a lot of moments. Um, New Japan would be fun just because some of you know the, those guys excel that kind of style of wrestling with them as well. But uh, in about a year, uh, within a year's time, I could see myself being signed to either one of those two places, honestly. Well, we're rooting for you, Chandler. And uh, I know people will be out in droves September 3rd at Covenant. Uh, at the Grace Preparatory Academy, 3300 Interstate 20W, 20 West. I don't know why I said fucking W. I was doing so good. Arlington, Texas, uh, when you defend your Pele Championship against Mysterious Q. You know you got your dominoes waiting for you. You know you got your Twitch stream. Uh, we appreciate. Shut up, both of you, you two motherfuckers. I swear to God. <laughs> Eleven years, why. Chandler. Eleven years. We've yeah, you guys, you guys know I can't talk. I don't know why I'm the plug guy. <laughs> hey, at least you've been. Hey, at least you've been going for eleven years. There's a lot of people that stop after a couple months or a year. So longevity is the key. And I'm glad to hear that y'all have been doing it for eleven years and shows and. Um, you know, you guys have been a blast. Well, you've been a blast, Chandler. Enjoy your two pizzas and your cinnamon sticks. Um, please follow Chandler on social media at the young gun underscore CH on Twitter and Instagram. He's doing his Twitch TV, Twitch TV, uh, backslash cat, C-A-P-T underscore pew pew. Like Tony said, pew pew. <laughs> and then he's got his big cartel store, uh, younggun.bigcartel.com. Support him. Uh, if you can't get out to the show, buy a T-shirt. Uh, again, if you can't be in Texas, titlematchnetwork.com. Support Pele Pro and Chandler. He's doing big things. Dude, in a year, Impact, I would love you in New Japan. I'm a huge New Japan guy, so that would be awesome. Yeah, um, be there. My my boy TJ's over there, and uh, I, I think I think that would be fun to be over there with TJ. So. Awesome. See, I don't, 
Look, I love TJ. I don't think you fit in the United Empire, my friend. I don't. I would like. To, I want to wrestle against them. I learn more. This is my thing. Everyone wants to get the faction with the top guy, but that's not where you learn anything. You learn everything from working the top guys. So I'd rather get over there and then be like, "Oh, cool. Hey, TJ, we're working tonight. Sweet, let's do it." Okay. Tell you what. Before we let you go, I would love it if they brought you into New Japan. And since they they can't do shit with Lance Archer in the states, you and him as a tag team would be fucking. Dude, we need tag teams in New Japan. Yeah. We need big tag teams, and that'd be a monster tag team. I'd be all in on that. Hey, me and me and Lance <laughs> back. He's even squashed me on dynamite. So go take a clip of that. <laughs> ninety seconds. Oh, I didn't think it took ninety seconds. Yeah. I mean. That's you a good start, day, actually. It's not bad. Good day for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Perfect. a good day for me. Uh, Chandler, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Anytime you want to come back on, just shoot the shit. Talk about video games, or we could, like, I don't know, do a pizza eating contest. That'd be a lot of fun. No, I'm down. I'm down for pizza. But each one of us have to have a pizza. And That's no problem for me. For each person who finishes after. If, if it's a two-slice pizza eating contest, I'm your guy. We'll get you a hand, to, one of those little hand personal mini thingies. Perfect. That works. <laughs> Chandler, absolute pleasure, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chandler. Later. Chandler Hopkins, the Pele Pro Champion. Please follow him at the Young Gun underscore CH on the Twitter and Instagram. That was a lot of fun. Tony, good call on the dominoes and the Adrian Adonis joke. Yeah, fucking dead dominoes! I just pulled out of my ass, and he showed the box. I was like, "That's right, Tony. That that was impressive." The Adrian yeah. Adonis joke may have been the greatest thing you've ever done on the show. Eleven years, and that's what it is, huh? I I think so. Jesus, I think so. Maybe other than like helping with book like surprise show guests, that's that's the best thing you've done. And the dominoes a... poll is pretty impressive too. Yeah, wow, you know, I I know my shit. Yeah. Tony, I'm I, give you, I don't think that's the best thing you've done, but it was good. All right, yeah, I mean, I'm exaggerating for effect, but I think it was very, 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 very good. Oh, we'll we'll see. We'll see next week. The Donkinos. Don- see what happens next week. <laughs> <sighs> Kevin Rogue trying to ruin my surprises. What, talking about the possum? Who? I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. Oh, you're lucky I have no idea who you're talking about either. I don't know what you're talking about. You texted me about that yesterday. I had no clue what you were talking about. Wait, yep. Kevin Rogue doing? Uh, I'm sure you don't. Um, so um, I had a, I had a question for you fellas, because we're going to talk a bit at WWE and AW and NWA and all that, that jazz before we go down the aisle. But I, for some strange reason, I've been watching. I want to do something in my, I, there's a lot of things I want to do. I'll probably never get to fucking do this, but for some strange reason, I started watching 95 superstars the other day. Ooh, right? Is this the recently added to the network superstars? No, because that would have been yesterday. I guess so no. I have no idea. Um, but the thing is, like, I don't think. I think once Raw was there, I think I kind of petered off on, on superstars, or I just don't remember anything. So I'm watching a lot of '95 superstars. I'm putting it on before I go to bed, putting it on in the middle of the day when nice. I probably should be watching the current product of wrestling, uh, any wrestling. <laughs> But I'm just enjoying 95 superstars. So two questions for you guys. All right. I don't remember. Did they ever explain why they took Samu out of the head shrinkers and just gave us Sioni? Yes. They, no, they never explained it on TV. But the explanation that I've heard from 
like podcasts and news is that Samu wasn't in the greatest mental like ad- like addiction type things and, and don't quote me on that but I'm pretty sure that's what it was but that was um when they when when I saw that cuz man I, I actually just recently rewatched the debut of Sione and he just literally his first time there was when he came out to the ring so like he, there was no like vignettes there were no like introducing Sione it was literally the first time they had a match was his first time on TV Sans Barbarian but like even like 95 I was 12 as soon as I saw it I'm like that's the barbarian and it was like the first time I remember seeing a guy that I knew that was somebody else previously if you know what I mean by that yes so like I knew that was the barbarian and not Sioni and I can't remember off the top of my head anyone else that I felt that I thought that I knew like a Skinner I didn't know I had no clue who Steve Kern was. I just knew Skinner, but that's also when I was eight. So it's it, it, Colonel Mustafa. I didn't know Colonel Mustafa. Colonel Mustafa, I knew was was the Iron Sheik. But I, yeah, so, what was the what was? Uh, did you enjoy Sione's work? Uh, I, I, it was what it was. It was. I was just like, so I'm at the beginning of '95. So obviously, we're having a tournament for the vacant tag titles. So it's That's the right. Head Shrinkers against Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, and I was just like, man, I don't ever remember them explaining. They like just they, business as usual. It's like Disney when there's an accident, just wipe it down, yeah. hose it off, and keep on going. They they never did. I, I'm not sure if they may have had like house show matches with the sick with the three of them. But Matt, if you I don't know if you if you notice that first match, he's still wearing barbarian gear. He's still wearing barbarian tights. And it's also it's also the first time that Fatu as a head shrinker they started wearing boots. So it, I, didn't, it, I didn't notice that. You got him. Yeah, it's it's like I lit Matt, I literally watched this a week, maybe like a week ago, maybe. And uh they, obviously it was a squash. And so he still has the gear with the sword on the side or whatever it is, the sword or the, the Raphael Ninja Turtle sigh. It's something. He's, he's still wearing barbarian gear, and Fatu is also wearing boots. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't notice at all. Yeah. Well, because, he, I mean, when was like you said, you stopped kind of watching. I, I mean, not, I, no, not in wrestling, but, like, I know what you mean. but like Yeah, I don't think I was watching superstars. Like, the Man Mountain Rock vignettes. Never saw them in my life before this past week. With that WWF guitar. Yeah, they're, they're like, and he's like, he's just like playing some fucking riffs, and they're like, and it's like coming soon to superstars. Man Mountain Rock. Yeah, he didn't last very long. Max Payne. That's a WWE. shame. Yeah. But they also put him in like tie dye pajamas. Actually, Tony. So Man Mountain Rock wrestled in pajamas. Ugh, his balls probably smell like fucking Lita Ford. Tony, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen Max Payne, I don't know. She just looks like her cooch would smell. I don't know. Tony, if you ever seen Max Payne, there's a good chance that his balls smell all the time. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but if you're wrestling in pajamas, is there's a guarantee? Well, Tony, yeah. there's stuff that you could do for that. Baby the- powder shower. Ugh. 
Tony doesn't like his showers. Tony shits his pants and doesn't take a shower. No, but I mean, you can shower, but you still got to put your... You can't shower two minutes before you go to the ring. You can't show up to the ring wet, right? Unless you're Iron Mike Sharp, who's a fucking germaphobe and obsessed with cleanliness. Right? So you figure you got to shower. Then you got to get your gear on. Then you got to warm up, right? You better hope your gear's clean, too. A lot of times you don't get a chance to wash gear. Worse. Right? So you throw maybe throw some talcum powder down there. Maybe yeah, a, little spritz, I mean. a little spritz down there, but you know, not if you're if those lights are hot, you know. Fuck yeah, dude! I feel like that's. I feel like no matter what you wear as a wrestler, like obviously some scenarios are gonna be worse. Like, do you think like Earthquake in that Golga mask and and his like pajama pants? Do you think he was having a good time out there? I'm sure he was. I'm sure his balls were having a different story. I think he was having a blast. And I feel like no, like. All right, so like Shane McMahon, right? He essentially wrestles in pajamas, like baggy sh- baggy pants, and, and he's the sweatiest dude that I've ever seen in my life, let alone in wrestling. Like he sweat, well, everyone sweats. Like everybody, poo- everybody poops. That's right. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a sequel to that called Everybody Sweats. What what is going on? Whose microphone is that? Yours, Tony? That's me. I had a burp. I didn't want to be a fucking gorilla. No, but what is that noise though? You're very loud now. Like that? I don't know. I can hear your air conditioning, maybe. No, my air conditioning's not on. No, I don't know. There was maybe it's the dryer. It was something. It's not there. It's gone now. Yeah. Well, the mic's on. I mean, I don't know. You vanquished. The sound. Tony, you had sent me and Kevin a text message early today, and you seemed like you were a little uh, a little annoyed with the NWA. Um, I don't know if this is a three count per se. It's okay. There's plenty to talk about. I did not watch NWA USA. I so did. In fairness, I don't know what the nature of that beast was. All I know is that I saw two women's matches. And it pains me to say this because Camille was involved in one of them. But these matches just were not fucking good. These yeah. were fucking terrible yeah, matches. Yeah, the, ta- the tag match I struggled through. Even the women's title match. I'm like, who's this bitch giving Camille a hard time? Like, No, it was she- a non-title match. All right, but who's this bitch giving the champ a hard time? With the, I forget her name, but she had the half uh, the face paint kind of. At first, I thought it was Holiday. No, no, but no, it definitely wasn't. You're right. No, it definitely wasn't. No. Um, yeah, dude, it it was it was it was rough to watch the matches. Of course, we were treated at the end by a, a replay of the Pope, who was then the television champion, defending for the seventh time against the person who would be your current champion, challenging for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship this weekend, Tyrus. Yeah, that was power, though, right? Um. You know, this was power. Yeah, this was power. But this was a this was a bonus at the after the episode. Yeah, which so, is, it's actually caught me off guard actually because I don't remember them ever doing that before. Yeah, they've done it before. Okay, they've done it before. Pretty recently, actually, they just started doing it, so it's not like it's been an ongoing thing. But uh, I will I will say this: there was there was one thing that I did. It was weird the way they did it, but Jeremiah Plunkett threw. Uh, Rush Freeman out of the ill begotten, yes, and he brought in some other guy whose name escapes me. And it uh, was something weird. Brady, Brady, something 
Brady Pierce? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Brady okay. Pierce. So he came out to the podium and he started talking shit to Jeremiah. He's like, this is how you treat a family member? He's like, well, fuck you. Well, you know, he's a good dude. I'm going to be his partner instead. So we got some weird partnership and Jeremiah Plunkett was left holding his dick. T- Tony, can I... Can I, I, the shows to me are kind of like, because I watched them back to back. The next on NWA USA, they should, they did a, a vignette backstage, like an interview, and they were wearing like bow ties and vests. Yes. And I caught this, which I should have saved today, but I saw it on Facebook. I forget what the name of the team is, but they're supposed to be a throwback to like the Fantastics, I guess. And they're going to be in the NWA. United States Tag Team Championship fucking Battle Royal. So fuck me running. But Tony, when you saw them come together on power, did you ever think that what they were going to do with them? No. Is no, put them not. in freaking bow ties and don't they, they already have a bow tie and vest guy. The little guy who's supposed to be somebody's brother or you disrespected my family and you don't do that. So that's Silvio. Uh god, what's his name? It's it's escaping. His name is escaping me. But he wears a bow tie and a vest. He Danny looks like, Deals? No, no, not Davy Deals. He looks like he looks like Speedball Mike Bailey, but with like a beard. Yeah, it's uh, Rush Freeman's little brother, isn't it? Yes, Rush Freeman's brother. I guess yes. Well, his big brother, Rolando Freeman. There you go, Rolando. Yeah, so I guess they're all wearing bow ties. Okay, that makes sense then. If they're all wearing bow ties together, it's just I I don't understand. The big bow tie party. Matt, I will tell you this. Please. There is one thing on this show that I genuinely enjoyed, and it had to do with Velvet Sky. Oh, really? I like this too, man. This, this, this fucking really blew me out of the water. It was, it was very creative, and I really dug it. And I thought for what she did for this moment with my man Tim Storm, this oh, was yeah. fuck it. This was off the charts. This actually saved the show for me. So Tim Storm wrestled Mike some shit or other. No, Larry know. D. Larry D. The big D. And uh, he hits him with the perfect storm, gets the pin. Everybody goes nuts. And like they've been talking on commentary, like how much uh, Joe Galley likes Tim Storm in the booth. But he also, you know, he's kind of he's kind of selfish because he likes watching Tim Storm wrestle. So it was great to see him wrestle in this hat. So Velvet Sky calls. She's like, Tim, come over here. Come over here. And she's like, congratulations. You won the match. And she's like. You know, we won the championship series, and I still have my title shot. And, Tim, if it's okay, I want to give my title shot to you. So now, Tim Storm, the legend, has an NWA World's Championship match at his disposal. So, look, look, I'm over the whole cashing in thing anyway. But the story for this was well done. A pleasant surprise. And who knows? Maybe Tim Storm walks out of NWA 74, the world's heavyweight champion once again. <sighs> this is a spoon in the porridge that I'm, I'm actually okay with compared to everything else that is NWA 74. It I'm was, okay uh, with this. It was, um, it was the most, like, for a company that says, like, this is what the way wrestling was meant to be. Like, to me, this was the most, like, realistic, like, like connect with the crowd watching on TV moment, like showing humanity, showing um, like being humble, being genuine. To me, this was like in, on all of the shows was probably, uh, was probably the most like real connect moment 
that I've seen, like in the, the, all the stuff that I watched this week. So I'm with I'm with Tony 100 percent on this. I think it I think it ruled. Now, how you can transfer a women's championship opportunity to a a world heavyweight championship opportunity? I guess it's just the opportunity. It doesn't matter. But still, how you could transfer one some your shot to somebody else without Billy, you know, William Patrick or well, let's see what that wizard has to say about it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, both to both of your guys' points, I did not see this, but the review here I have pulled up um, says it seems like it should have been a bigger deal given Storm's past with losing the ability of the challenge for the world title. But Galley just hustled to the next segment, which were commercials for the upcoming pay per view. The show never touched on Storm again. All right, that's okay. I have no problem with that. No, but I mean, to your point, it should have felt like a bigger deal, right? This is a huge moment. Well, no, it felt like a plenty of a big deal to me. And, and a lot of it has to do with Velvet Sky. I think Velvet Sky, on commentary, I think we can all agree that we're not the biggest fans. Nope. But when she's actually in a role as a performer, I think she, I, she couldn't have been better at what she did. There was a line where, when Tim Storm, couldn't really see it, but Tim Storm really started to get emotional, Tony. And started to, and then Velvet Sky says the line that we've all said at some point in, my, in our lives. Stop crying, you're going to make me cry. Or, you know, stop crying, you're going to make me emotional. To me, that's... That why that's why it became so realistic because it just triggers emotion in you when you trigger emotion in somebody else. And I thought that back and forth couldn't have been better. So the fact that they went and cut the commercials, which is something they have to do because this is their biggest show of the year, two nights, 74. It's I had no problem with that because it felt plenty uh important to me when it happened. Donk? No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I get what Matt's saying. It should have been. Well, a... I'm just reading what was written here. I didn't see it, so I don't have a like to stand. Who, whose review is that? This would be Joseph Collins. See, I think I think it also comes down to like the rest of the stuff that was on the show not being very good. And here's here's another thing that pisses me off. Right, so NWA Power tomorrow at six oh five. For some reason, we're getting Kenzie Page against Ella Envy to decide who's the captain of their championship team. Going into battle against the Hex on the weekend. No, didn't they? Didn't they already decide that? On, nope. Uh, they're having a match tomorrow. I thought that they decided that one of them was uh, the captain. They're having a match tomorrow. Okay. It's booked. It's on. It's on their. Uh, and it's on their Facebook page. But so you'll be happy to know the upcoming pay per view. Nick Aldis is on the show. He's wrestling your boy Flippy Doo. Ah. Yeah, Flippy Doo's coming back to the NWA. Good for Flippy Doo. That's the second Flippy Doo reference we've had tonight. Oh, by the way, the name of the team is the Spectaculars. These cards, not the Fantastics, <laughs> the Spectaculars. These cards, dude. These cards, there's these cards are fucking enormous. I was gonna say the same thing, Matt. Yeah, it's just, it's just there's a million matches on these shows, and a lot of this shit just doesn't make sense. So we got. Uh, and I wanted to let me ask you guys this question before we run down NWA 74 nights one and two. Billy Corgan did an interview and he was asked about why they didn't bring back uh, Empowered. And he said that there was not enough female talent available to do another Empowered. That could be true. I mean, there's no way that we could prove him wrong other than like because we're not there, but. There's certainly enough women wrestlers available if they want to, you know, pick and choose from other companies if that's still a thing. 
Well, then again, uh, Billy Corgan came out recently too. Uh, not pissed at Tony Khan, but annoyed because apparently Tony Khan helped make empowered with the show that it was because he fronted some of the money to bring some of the talent in. I think Billy Corgan was upset because Tony Khan was sort of talking shit saying like, Hey, that happened because of me kind of taking credit for it. And I think it rubbed Billy the wrong way because he came out. He's like, look, we're businessmen. We work together on certain things. He's like, there's things I wouldn't say about him. And I'm disappointed that he would come out and kind of be braggadocious about something like this. He's like, we have a good relationship, but I don't understand like why he would feel the need to come out and say something like that. So maybe Billy's just kind of like, I kind of want to do this thing on my own. And from all accounts, he's having quite a bit more success because they're talking about, you know, running more shows and, and maybe possibly going on the road. So who knows? Maybe he's just kind of like yeah. covering for the fact that he doesn't have the scratch to pull together a pay-per-view to bring in all this outside talent. No, so here's what I'll say about it. I, I well, think that I think that he's right. I think that uh, Billy Corgan is right. That if you want to pull independent talent, there's plenty of independent, talented women wrestling. But now if you're talking about a pay-per-view, you're going to need the star power to try to get people to want to buy it. Like the Mae Young Classic if you remember a lot of this was independent wrestlers along with star power, but they had like a whole like intro show where like you would get to know these people. Whereas for just a one night type show, like, are, do you really want it populated with independent wrestlers that people might not know? Or would you rather have the Deanna Perazos? Would you rather have the, you know, the tie of Valkyries, you know, the, uh, fire, uh, God, what, why, uh, why is her name escaping me? What the f- uh, Fire and Flavor. One of my favorite. Kira Hogan. Hogan. No, not Kira Hogan. Uh, Tootie Lynn. No. Oh, my God. She's awesome like Kong. my favorite. She's she's like my favorite. Um, awesome my favorite. Kong. What if you're talking about? Savannah Evans is her, is her heavy. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my Oh, my God. Uh, she's, Tracy, no, not Tracy Brooks. He's such Brooks. a favorite she, on the tip of your tongue, dude. It's uh, well, I have it. I know who it is. I know Angelina you're not telling. Me, I know you're not telling me on purpose. Angelina um, Love, Gail no, Kim. No, 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 no. Mickey James. Stop it! Will you shut up. Velvet Sky. Um, Shelly Martinez. I'm a fan right. of Shelly Martinez, by the way. Um, but she's not in your top five impact women. St- Tasha, Tasha Steele. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> one, uh, of my, one of my all-time favorites, boys. I didn't say all-time, you jerk. Uh, you said one of your favorites. Yep. I, ah, that, that's fair, but I didn't say all-time. Uh, favorites. To give to give context to the Billy Corgan thing, Kevin, you were right there too. Um, is there enough talent? Absolutely, but you're talking about putting people on an international pay per view where you're asking fans to pay money. Let's all remember if that pay per view doesn't go well, you put people in positions they are not ready for, it's going to blow back not only on those talents but on the company. So he said there wasn't enough talent. Um, and then he clarified there is, but to put them in a position where maybe they can fail will not look good for the talent right. or the company. Right. And I think that's, um, I think that's fair. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the problem is 
in this day and age, people see a headline, they click on it or they don't read it, and then they go outrage on the internet. So I just want to give context to the whole quote. Yep. Look at you. Responsible um, journalism from Matt. Trying. I'm trying here. Uh, th- dude, this show is is Tony. You don't have to tell Bro, me there's twice. There's going to be 40 picks. I could easily lap both of you if I go perfect. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's good. It ain't happy, dude. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. This is just night one. Yep. Your NWA Women's Champion, Camille, against Ty Valkyrie. I give it a little check. Yeah, sounds good. Checks out. Yeah, you want to have the NWA National Champion, Jax Dane, defend against Scion? I'm all in. I'm down with that. Tag titles are on the line. The Commonwealth Connection, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Doug Doug Williams. Yes. Yep. Against La Rebellion. Another rematch. Looking great. Yeah. NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion Homicide defends against Kerry Morton. Okay. Works for me. Like yeah. that, that makes sense in the story. Uh, Matt Car- Cardona against an opponent to be named uh, at the pay per view. By sure. him. He's By him. He chooses. By him. So he's going to wrestle Hornswoggle. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll show up. <laughs> the Country Gentleman versus Gold Rush. Who are the Country Gentlemen? And who AJ Kazanza and Anthony Andrews. And Gold Rush is Clearwater and, and Marche. And Marche. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Luke Hawks against VSK. Solid match. EC3 against Mims. I don't know where that came from, but I'm down with that. Bully Ray and Mike Knox in a tables match. I'm here for it. Makes sense considering the story. Uh, Pope against Rodney Mack. That's a weird one. Yeah, because isn't Rodney Mack feuding with... All right, so Tony, is Black Jesus associated with the Pope or no? No. No. Pope is not church's money. Okay. (laughs) The miserably faithful against the ill-begotten in a Beelzebub's Bedlam match. Oh, far. And the Burke Invitational Gauntlet for the NWA Women's Title match on Sunday. This is all night one. But we're not picking that because we don't know who's in it, right? Oh, no, we know who's in it. They announced all 10? Oh, yeah. Because the graphic I saw just had Taya Valkyrie and, and Camille on it. Oh, nope. We got it. We got all the competitors. Who's in okay. it, Tony? Samantha yeah. Starr, Kylan King, Tootie Lynn, Misa Kate, Max the Impaler, Maddie Rinkowski, Angelina Love, Genocide, Natalia Makova, and Taryn Terrell. All right. What's with this Misa Kate name? I don't know. What's Misa weird? wanna die. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Misa get a title match? <laughs> yeah, it's like Jar Jar Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony's on fire tonight. Oh, fucking A, dude. Is that a real t- name, Tony? Do you know? Yes, when she was born, her mother said, "This is Misa, Misa Kate." <laughs> Me so happy this is over with. I feel like I watched the Misa Kate match a couple months ago on NWA, and I liked it. Misa, sorry for your name. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that's just night one. Fucking a, dude. Night two seems like it's a little trimmed down. Uh, we have which means world- we're gonna get like forty minute matches somewhere. I don't know, dude. It's still look. It's trimmed down, but it's still we have the NWA World Championship, Trevor Murdoch against Tyrus. That one's going twenty five minutes. Dude, no, <laughs> no chance. Those, no chance. Those boys are doing that long. I'll if Tyrus wins the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, I will never watch the NWA ever again. Wow, really? Might might have to be with Matt on this. Wow. For a company that is about wrestling to pick a dude who can't wrestle, 
Don't insult my intelligence, Billy. Find your fucking car keys. Well, I mean, John Moxley's the champ in AEW, so. Moxley can go, baby. What are you talking about? He just prefers not to. He's the interim champion, Tony. Yeah, fuck him, too. (laughs) What? The Battle Royal for the inaugural (laughs) NWA US Tag Team Titles. Fuck yeah, dude. Nick Aldis versus Flip. Oh, wait, you don't uh, want to go over the teams? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a list of the teams, do you? Oh, well, I do, so sit back and relax. We got Gold Rush, Clearwater and Rocket, Miserably Faithful, Sal the Pal and Gang the Gags the Gimp. Yes. The Now, Hale Collins and Vic Delicious, who have been wrestling for ISPW and have been in the NWA before. They're a solid team. It'll be gotten, Alex Taylor and Jeremiah Plunkett. Rough and ready, Devin Graves and Deontay. They've been around too. I'm not. That was um. Weren't they uh, massage envy? No, no VSK, VSK was, was massage massage envy. maybe oh. Devin Graves because he was Dorian Graves. Dorian Graves. That's it. Uh, the fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, They should fucking win this because they're awesome. Hawks Airy, Luke and PJ, the Country Gentlemen, Kazana and Andrews, Team Ambition, Mike Outlaw and Cam- Camaro, Camaro, Camaro Jackson. The Spectaculars, Brady Pierce and Rush Freeman. So there you go. I'm now going. I wonder, do both members of a team have to be eliminated, or is this like if one guy goes out, the other one has to leave? Tony, you knows the fucking Billy's track record. Fucking yeah, dude. Uh, Aldous and Flippy. Yep. Uh, whoever the NWA Women's Champion is against whoever won the Burke Invitational from the it night be before. Camille. There's no way. There's it's. There's no way it's not Camille. No way. Uh, the women's tag team championships are on the line in a street fight as pretty empowered defense against the hex. Can't wait for this one. It's a street fight, baby. Uh, the MLW national openweight champion, Davey Richards, is in the house. Sorry, spoilers. And he defends against Thrill Thrill Billy Silas. Yeah, I don't I don't like Thrill Billy. I don't understand this whole gimmick with Pollo Del Mar. I don't I don't doesn't say NWA to me, but what do I know? Don't like it. Uh, Mercurios takes on uh, Magic Jake Dumas. That could be a sleeper. Yeah, Magic Jake Dumas joining us September 5th. Very excited about that. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Tom Lattimore against uh, Judas. I'm kind of okay with this one. I think this might be a sleeper too. And uh, good old Colby Carino against Caprice Coleman. That one's going to be interesting. You know what? Looking at the card the way it's laid out, there's a lot of stuff that, that has the potential to steal the show here. Not gonna lie, this is a lot. This it is a, is a lot. No, you're it's it's bloated. Show. It's hundred percent bloated. Absolutely. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of it is like unnecessary. Like I understand the whole two day yeah. thing. It, it's for the live crowd, I guess. And you still want to sell tickets, or you still want to sell pay per view buys. But like, do you really need an MLW championship defended on this show? Uh, no. I mean, synergy, I guess. Whatever that is, that is what it is. I'm not complaining about the match, but just like, is it? Could could you do two nights with six and six? Probably. Or seven and seven. Ooh, I could go for a seven and seven. That sounds nice. Fucking nice. A, dude. Nice refreshing drink. What is uh what is worse for you, do you think? Them announcing the MLW National Openweight Championship match before that match airs. Or um Oh wait, that match is not live? What? No, the ma- no. The point is Alex Kane uh, yeah. in the world in the MLW multiverse 
Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's still your uh, national weight champion because that match has yet to air on MLW TV. Now, in that same breath, is that more embarrassing or Pete Dunne coming out uh, during uh, at NXT with the NXT UK championship uh, while the tournament is still going on? Run that back for me? Yeah. So I guess uh, Pete Dunne came out, and I want to say he's the, the WWE. Wait, Pete Dunne, Butch? Is that? No, Tyler Bate. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, say. yeah, Tyler Bate. Yeah, Tyler Bate has been showing up on uh, as, with the belt because he showed up um, on uh, NXT. Yes, but if you are an avid watcher of the NXT UK brand. Nobody I, is. No, which I'm not, which is why it's gone. Nobody is, dude. That tournament. Where he, where Tyler, another tournament. The tournament is taking place. So, like, if you've been watching NXT UK and you've done your best to avoid spoilers, you do not know that Tyler Bate has won that championship yet. Get out of here. Yes. Yep. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's hand in hand because they are folding NXT UK and they're going with whatever the fuck, what are they calling it now? NXT Europe. Yeah, NXT Europe. I don't know if that was done just to do it, but people seem a bit upset about well, that. Wait, so people are actually people. watching NXT 2.0? Uh, yes, people. they're watching NXT 2.0 and NXT UK. God bless you, sons of bitches. Can I can I can I mention one thing since we brought up uh, NXT? I did like the fact that for whatever reason, Miss Badonkadonk's team was taken out of the uh, women's tag title tournament. And they put in uh, Toxic Attraction to take their places, the NXT Women's Champions, yeah. which I'm okay with. Yeah. I don't know how the booking's going to go, yeah. you know, like with them being champions, losing in this tournament sure. eventually when they do. Sure. But it's pretty cool that they got inserted and pretty cool that they got a win under their belt. So well, I'm Tony. okay with that. Well, Uh-oh. Tony. Oh, boy. As of one hour ago. Uh-oh. The WWE has given us some breaking news. Due to injuries suffered by Giddy uh, Gigi Dolan, oh. Toxic Attraction is out of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. A second chance fatal four-way match will occur this Friday on the SmackDown. Oh, no. Wait, so the NXT match is going to be on the SmackDown? Oh, wait, no, this is for the WWE Women's Tag Titles, right? Yep. Correct. So Tony was happy that they took out Mrs. Badonkadonk and Zoe Stark and they put in Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction, uh, they advanced. They won Friday night. They beat Natty and Sonya Deville. But an hour before Raw, it was announced that Toxic Attraction will no longer be in the tournament because Gigi Dolan is hurt. So they will have a second chance fatal four-way match this Friday night on SmackDown. But now she's she's hurt. Like, yeah, I don't know if she's really hurt. She's not. So this is a device to get them out of this tournament, which is, I mean, there's worse ways to do it. But my head, my head hurts. Preserving preserving champions from having to lose, I'm okay with it. Wait, now so- I do know that uh, the reports were Zoe Stark did did suffer a concussion in her match at Heat Wave against Mandy Rose, Rose, which is why they pulled. Her and Badonkadonk out of the, the match. I love that she's Badonkadonk now. You named her, bro. I, I love it. Fucking Badonkadonk. So can, can Matt? Can you clarify something for me, please? I'll do my best, buddy. So 
the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships are the are the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships gone? No. Toxic Attraction are the women's the NXT tag champs. Okay, so then they're going after the the, the other belts that they're bringing back. No, the they new, were. They were. Which we all know will eventually be won by Sasha and Naomi at some point, right? Oh, God, I hope not. It's 100% going to happen. Not in this tournament, it's not. Oh, God, if they fucking bring them back on SmackDown, fuck this whole tournament. So, like, wouldn't wouldn't that make sense, though? Like, if, no. all, these, if all these people are coming in and coming out, like, why wouldn't you just insert Sasha and Naomi into it? Because that's stupid. Fuck that. I mean, unless they, unless, all right, so once the, here's what, then here's the other option that they're going to do. Once the tournament's over, whoever's holding the belts over their head, that's when they come out and, you know, do the pose and, you know, point to the belts and talk smack. Oh, boy. Thanks for ruining my night, Kev. You know that's going to happen. I know that you ruined my night because you brought it to my attention. (laughs) That's right. I'd or they just get put in... push them all out the way. Oh, that's a great dude. That's a great song. No, I don't care. Both of them, them, both of hers ones. Yes, yes, y'all. No, dude, I love Feel the Glow when she comes out like they're both good. They're both really, really good. I just hate Sasha, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Push them all out the way. She does that there. Idiot. Uh, You're an idiot. That those are great entrances. Uh, uh Tony, what more? Yeah, have you really? been following? Have you been following the trios uh, tournament? No, I couldn't give less of a shit about the trios. Now, are you aware that Kenny Omega is back? Yeah, good for him. And I hope Don Callis is back too. Is he back? He too? is back. Good. They could 69 each other to fucking kingdom come. Good for them. So Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter are the oh, current. What NXT. is this? Yes. Oh, that's right. Katana Chance is, uh, you know, former Towson University alumni, uh, American Ninja Warrior. Why, why is Matthew Birch, like, why does he feel like he needs to give me Ajita tonight? What is this? Well, look, he... Matthew, Matthew Birch, Birch didn't give you Ajita. Matthew Shining Wizards Matthew gave you Ajita by posting it. No, Matthew Birch is always a fact checker. He's been with us for a very long time. So what happened to Toxic Attraction? They're not the NXT. They clearly lost the tag titles to Katana Chance and Caden Carter. I don't. I don't watch. Dude, why are you making me do work, Matthew? I don't like it. Relax. Take your fucking chill pill. I think Katana Chance is Casey Catazzaro. Yeah, she is from Belleville, New Jersey, former Towson University alumni. Same. Why did they change her name? Because Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. But they're not there anymore. Well, you can't. I feel like you're gonna start seeing that change again. Ah, uh, uh, okay, you know, Tony. What the what? So, Toxic Attraction lost the titles to Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, and then uh, Cora Rox- Jade turned on. That's right. Right. So then they um. So, so they then, weren't the tag champs getting put in this tournament. Where the fuck did I get my information from? I don't know. Oh uh, fuck me running. So then, uh, Roxy Perez. Uh, come on, Nelly. <laughs> Roxy Perez had to vacate the titles, and then there was a four-way dance with Toxic Attraction, the team of Ivy Nil and Tatum Paxley. What? That's right. Sounds sounds like medications you'd get at like the. I'm just reading the fucking thing, dude. And did you mean Ivy Nile? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what did he say, Tony? Ivy Nil. 
Like no ivy. Yeah. Do you want to get rid of your ivy? Holy uh, shit. Try ivy nil. Ivy nil. Uh, and uh, Ulyssa Leon. What the fuck is you? Valentina Feroz? Is Alyssa Leon Santino's daughter? Valentina Feroz? What the fuck is a Feroz? Does that mean she's Feroz? You're screen of Feroz. I wish the NXT women's tag title discussion was Feroz. Feroz. Oh my god. I'm going to fucking Feroz up. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, you're not, you don't give a shit that Kenny Omega is back. The best bout. Don't no, whatever. Really? Because he's gonna win the tag belts, the trios belts with the fucking know, young man. bucks, and that's gonna be it. And good for him. And good I for him. That's it. Good. It's know. not gonna stop John Moxley from cutting his fucking head open in three minutes in every fucking match every week on my TV. Well, I don't Tony, did you see the CM Punk promo? No, I didn't. Is MJF back? MJF no, then not... who gives a fuck? Well, contrary to what you think. CM Punk made the same joke. He said, I would touch you, but I don't want you to bleed all over me. Well, good for him. He's a fucking genius. I'm a guy that does a podcast, and I came up with a joke that this fucking monstrosity came up with. Good for him. So wait. So no part of you is at all interested in the AEW and the AEW drama that is being reported this week. Oh, what's the drama? Everybody's mad at Tony Khan. <laughs> Nobody's his friend anymore. He gets mad at people and he has to chase them down. Please don't go. Please stay. We, we're, we're awesome, I swear. <laughs> no, the um, rumor is, is clearly rumor. Okay, so now I'm interested. That the promo CM Punk cut Wednesday night where he called out Hangman Adam Page and called him a coward um was kind of a shoot. <gasps> pew pew. Oh, nice. Capped pew pew underscores. So uh and then um so what was he shooting? Like what did he say? He just called him a pussy. He said he said uh he had some important things and not so important things to take care of. He wanted to get to the not so important thing out of the way and said he wanted to challenge someone from around these parts to a rematch. Hangman Adam Page, you want that rematch? Let's do it right here, right now. Then he sat in the middle of the ring. That's right. And his music never hit, and he never came out, and he said, my sentiments exactly. Now on to the important things. That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Apparently, this stems from when they were in their program. Page cut a promo that apparently CM Punk did not like. I think he made a reference to his being in the same wrestling company as his friend who he sued now or something along those lines. I don't remember that. And it feels like something that I definitely would remember. Who sued who? Well, uh, Cole Cabana, CM Punk. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, where's Cole Cabana? ROH. Well, that is another... That apparently is another problem that he has been taken out of the Dark Order. Oh, poor Phil. He doesn't like the way things are. He wants to change everything. No, this this is now... The reports are saying that Cole Cabana, the dissension backstage is because they took Cole Cabana out of the Dark Order and they weren't using him on TV. So uh, they were going to release him, but then they decided to sign him to Ring of Honor. But you still have not seen Cole Cabana on TV box. A lot of Dark Order guys have been let go. Pretty sure you're just down to Alex. uh, uh, Oh, and Preston. And and the uh, the 10 guy, right? 10. Yeah, Preston Vance. 
Oh, I, I did see Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungry this weekend, so that was really cool. Anyway, I digress. And you pull your hat. Can I? Can I? Can I take an aside real quick? Can, fucking Matthew Dude. Birch is really sticking to my fucking ass tonight. Dude, if do you fucking you listen read to the show, gotta, dude? You gotta read it. Read. What I'm it getting says. there. Okay. Why does Tony have such an issue with Mox bleeding a lot in his matches? Which is true, but dude, I think you don't want to say, but doesn't have an issue with Tyrus. I fucking shit on Tyrus every week. I say he's a great interview. He's great on commentary. He's got a mind for the business, but his fucking work sucks. How much fucking more blatant can I be? I'm fucking pissed off that this is our main event at NWA 74. Come at me, bro. If you're going to come at me, though, bring fucking facts. Would you rather have... Would you rather have I'm, Cardona... I don't want fucking Tyrus in this match, dude. Would you rather have Cardona Murdoch again? You know what? I would. 100%. 100%. Cardona's going to get his rematch eventually. I mean, he's get his story. He's going to he's gonna be a dick. He's going to bring somebody up. He's going to make it seem like Billy owes him his title match, and it's going to come down the line. But, dude, you, you fucking... Look, is this something Billy's going to want to do? Yeah. Would it surprise me if he put the fucking NWA championship on him? Maybe a little bit, but... It would be fucking terrible. I yeah, get just, it. From a marketing standpoint, to have that NWA championship on fucking TV, that's that's fucking money right there. Oh. However, no. No, 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 no. The dude can't even fucking walk right, let alone wrestle. I will say, and we'll get, I, Matt, I will say that the way that they announced him as the, cha- as the challenger was so lame. Yeah, the whole story sucks. All yeah. of a sudden, he's fighting with fucking Nick Aldis. Come on, man. But it pisses me off because you got a beautiful story they just told with Tim Storm and Velvet fucking Sky of all people. And then you get this dog shit. So no, I am not fucking defending Tyrus and fucking shitting on Moxley. I am shitting on him. Maybe I'll shit on Moxley more because that motherfucker bleeds like a fucking hemophiliac in a razor factory. But Jesus Christ, dude, give me a little credit. Tyrus sucks in this spot and that's all there is to it. I agree. Sent something to Tony, and I'm sure he'll pull it up, and we can talk about that momentarily. But why? Oh, you want to talk about Jericho's feet? What the <laughs> fuck am I looking at? <laughs> well, I Dude. figured you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Missing Kevin. a toenail? I send it to you, Kev. If it's what? Okay, after I heard that, good. Is he missing a toenail? I I sent it to you so you could put it on the screen if you want to talk about it. All right. I'm, now, I, all right, are you going to yell at me if I don't fucking get this out? So I just play all the audio. You fucking ghoul. <laughs> So the trios tournament is happening. Kenny Omega is back. Um, it looks like um, Kevin's closing his eyes. I'm still here. Uh, the best friends advanced in the tournament. They beat the wait, wait, tournament for what? The, t- the, the trio shit. Yeah. Right. Wait, 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 who's their partner? Oh, it's, it's fucking pockets, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's pockets. Guy. Trent and Chuck Taylor defeated Davari, Slim J and Parker Rock. Bordeaux. The trust busters. Uh, the best friends now wait the winners of the House of Black against the Dark Order, which will happen this Friday on Rampage. And this Wednesday, uh, Death Triangle against the United Empire. That should be cool. But the winner of that facing uh, Omega and the Bucks. I don't know if I'd be shocked if <clears throat> if Dark Order beats House of Black. Pa- it's Paige, Silver, and Reynolds, right? Sorry. No, it's Silver... Uh, Reynolds and Preston. Oh, that's right. Page is just rooting for them. Never mind. They're not going to win. 
Uh, we also will see the Ring of Honor world title defended on Rampage as Claudio takes on Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes, whatever you want to call him. That was cool. Uh, and then this Wednesday, Punk and Moxley for the Undisputed World Championship. Tony, I'd like to get your deep, deep cut insight on on them taking it off the pay-per-view and moving it to TV on uh, next week. Well, Tony Khan's got more money than God, so he don't give a fuck. Very deep. Sorry, this is what it is. Trying to get the foot on the screen. Yeah, Jesus. There it is. There you go. (laughs) So, you don't like... It looks like he is completely missing a toenail there. I mean, it happens. What are you going to do? What's wrong with the rest of his foot? He's got fungus, dude. He's got to put some fucking fucking medicine on them shits his foot doesn't look bad like the foot itself doesn't look bad those fucking nails need some work dude yo bro go for a fucking pedicure who gives right. a shit you got more money than jesus nice. you can afford to get your tootsies taken care how of how many people have more money than jesus tony a lot of people jesus was a fucking uh, carpenter you think carpenters made a lot of money in jerusalem back at the turn of the fucking millennium millenniums that's a great ago? something like that Kevin, it's just a foot, dude. I don't give a shit. I'm leaving this on. If Kevin's going to be quiet, we get through the show quicker. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> also, the gun club turned on their dad. All right, I'm taking it off. There you go, Kev. You're good. You're, it's good. And Bowen's got to scissor Billy Gunn. But what is this? Scissor. Scissor me, daddy. Really? Daddy ass. There you go. <laughs> He's such a child. It's hysterical. <laughs> Who, me or Kevin? Kevin. Oh, come on. I'm a bit of a baby, too. I know. It no, gets but him. it's just a fucking foot. Who gives a shit? But if it's a gnarly, wonky-ass... No, it's not a bad-looking foot. If it wasn't for the fucking toenails, it wouldn't be so bad. But that's that's a third of the foot. <laughs> the toenail? Is a th- the toenails. I no, mean, I get it. Like the, I, I mean, the toes generally, but sure. Oh brother! Um, WWE seems to be putting this clash at the castle. The card seems to be coming together. Uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre for the undisputed Universal Title. Liv Morgan against Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Championship. Gunther takes on Sheamus for the IC title, which I I don't think Sheamus has ever been the IC champion. That's what they had said. I heard that going around. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He was a former US champion, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So that Gunther Sheamus for the IC title? Sign me up. Yeah, I'm okay I, with that. I thought he was in the program. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. Is Shinsuke hurt? Because I thought that Gunther was in the program with Shinsuke. I think Shinsuke is hurt, isn't he? I thought he was in this. There was a. I thought they he did was in a, this match. Let me see. Yeah, they did a five white at SmackDown, I believe, to determine who the next yes, yes for this would be. And uh, let me see who was in it. Hey, let me ask you this: Has uh, has there been any word on Boogs, like how he's doing since his uh, since he blew out his knee at Mania? I mean, it depends on how. I don't remember what the injury was, but I mean, it's probably usually an ACL or oh, no. Was it was it his Achilles or was it his knee? It was his knee, I thought. Right, so it's probably oh, he tore his quad. That's what it was. He okay, had a torn a... quad. He blew his quad out trying to fucking lift both Usos. Well, that takes time. Uh, yeah. Shinsuke was not in the five way. It was uh, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Ricochet. Pew, pew. Okay, so I, I don't know where Shinsuke, when where Mr. Nakamura is. Must be hurt. 
Come on. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins Riddle is a one-on-one match. Makes sense. And then Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Really? Yeah. When's, when's Clash at the Castle? September, September 3rd. 3rd. Oh, so this women's tournament is still going to be going on by then? Or... I have no fucking idea, man. Well, because it's because it's weird that they're having these these teams. Oh, because those 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 teams are meeting tonight, right? Alexa and somebody against Kai and Sky. Kai and Sky. Pew, pew. Um, sure. Pieces. Yeah, something like that. Who's Alexa teamed up with? Oh, brother! I gotta research another women's. I don't know, tournament. man. I don't have it in my fucking notes. I'm sorry. I didn't think we were that into the women's tournament. Oh, maybe I have it right here. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Nope, nope, nope. I, nope. I, I just have the losers. I'm sorry. Right, why you look? That, why you look, look that up? Somebody's out of the WWE and somebody's oh. back in. Alexa Bliss is teaming with Asuka. That makes sense. Ah. There you go. Yeah, that's sorry. wild. I don't know that. Oh, stupid friggin' my my Amazon thing is talking to me now because I said her name. Jeff oh, Jarrett, boy. he's G-O-N-E. Get out of here for real? And, oh, yeah. it, and guess who's taking his place? Matt, allow me. Spent my day oh, yeah, on the go, but the hand on the clock and ticking too slow. I can't wait to take Jeff Jarrett's job tonight. Why would they get rid of why would they get rid of Jarrett though? Because he was a Vince guy? No, my understanding is that the position he held, the senior vice president of live events, was um it was a time sensitive thing. Like he was set to only have that job until a certain date. Oh, so he was let go by agreement. Right. So he finished his uh, I think he was done on Friday and he finished out the weekend. Did he hold him up for a hundred grand to finish out the weekend? Oh, dude, with a fucking double barrel sawed-off shotgun and his fucking gold bars, baby. Oh yeah, and fucking some of that, some of that Jerry Jarrett chicken salad. That fucking dude, him wanting the banker's check from the bank to get paid on that show was fucking genius. Yep. Genius. Hearing him tell that story and how everything went down was fucking gold. Gold, gold, gold. Literally. Yes. That he used to build global force. Love gold. Um, we talked that. Uh, Kevin, what do you got from the impact world? Anything we need to touch on? Oh, I mean, we can. Um, big uh, big night for honor no more. We have a new number one contender for Bound for Glory, as I believe you alluded to. That would be Mr. Eddie Edwards, who won uh, mentioned a five-way before. I believe this was like a six-way. Uh, it was, yes. Uh, so Eddie Edwards... Um, is now your uh, number one contender for Josh Alexander. And then, yo, Vincent is kind of crazy, man. Kind of comes yeah. across as a communist. <laughs> okay. Like, if you know, like, he he had, there was like a backstage segment between Josh Alexander and Rich Swan. Uh, Swan. 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 Stop looking at me, Swan. Um, and then, like, Vincent comes back and is like, hey, man, do you think Impact's going to be here for you in, in a year when you're hurt and you're down in your luck? And, the, like, it was just it – was, it was pretty good promo. And then he, he dropped that line, you dig what I'm saying, and, and just rolled out. He's like the 
he's like not the mascot, but he's like the de facto like manager because he always gets you know who he is? He's Virgil of the NWO of Honor No More. Because he always gets beat and always gets beat up. But he's still so good in his role as just someone that can be there and, and he can still talk. Uh little dissension though between PCO and Eddie Edwards. Oh. So I don't I, I which I kind of like because I don't think PCO is right for Honor No More. I don't think he ever was from the get go. But if PCO is a standalone guy, I think would be would be great. Obviously, we've seen it before. Uh, Jessica, the the worst part of Impact is that female storyline with uh, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. She'll make her debut next week. Um, not a whole lot more to write home about. A oh, banger between a uh, banger four way of a of an X Division match with Black uh, Taurus Hogan, um, Trey Miguel, uh, Laredo Kid. And uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, la, 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 la. Wasn't oh, God? Who the f- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I stink at this. Uh, but anyway, um, it was awesome. Uh, I love, I love the match. I love. I, I'm a big. Uh, I don't like Laredo Kid's mask though. It, it just bothers me that he has all those big horns on it, and while he's wrestling a bull, by the way, which is weird. Um, so yeah, good stuff, good show. Mike Bailey, I don't get. I know he's a great wrestler, but I'm just not 100% in on him as a X Division champion. We announced that next week we'll have uh, Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Chris Saban all teaming up. I believe for the first time as a six man. They're called Time Machine against uh, uh, Violent by Design. So that should be really fun. So I'm I'm excited. It was a good show, man. Overall, just fun stuff. Impact Wrestling as always. Uh. Thank you, Kevin, for that. Uh, a couple other notes. I don't know if you uh, saw it. Tennille Dashwood is now a free agent. So, yep. Tony, a koala coming to a store near you. Wonderful. Good for her. You and here's her. the thing. Another thing about, about Impact is that now they have uh, Deanna Prazu and Chelsea as a tag team. Right? And it feels like they're just really trying to replace. And they're both great. And they're legit real-life best friends. So, that works. It just, to me, seems like force that they're trying to replace um the iconics like in that role and then with Tennille gone and madison rain gone their tag team is done so they really want to have that heel female tag team role of like these two arrogant like bitchy like chicks that are that are together and it, it just it comes across really noticeable that they're just really just trying to replace the uh uh the iconics and then now the influence so just a little food for thought from KJJ. And then uh, this weekend, they're doing their Lone Star Stampede shows. Yeah, some of your boys from New Japan are coming in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey James is going to make a huge announcement. Uh, we have the Good Brothers defending their tag titles against the OGK. Diana Prazu versus Masha Slamovich. Motor I, don't City know, Matt, I don't know if that match is happening. OGK and, and them. Because they also further the storyline that's saying that doc gallows was hurt okay well they're advertised to wrestle twice this weekend so fair enough uh motor city machine guns take on aussie open which is going to be fucking awesome uh and then on saturday right now all that's announced is a good brothers against the motor city machine guns i wouldn't be shocked if they bring in somebody else to team with carl anderson maybe hikaleo or somebody Oh, if right. if Doc Gallo's injury is real, which it seemed like it was on the show. 
Oh, please strip them of the belts and have another tournament. Tony loves a good tournament. Fuck yeah, I do, man. Not enough tournaments in wrestling. Really? Tournament should be like the movie Basketball. Before the first one ends, the next one should be starting already. That's the way it should be. Fucking A, dude. Tony, how do you feel at the G1, though? That's a round-robin style tournament. Isn't it over? It is over, Tony. Yeah, one of my fuckboys won, didn't he? I don't know. Uh, is that the guy that's going that? on paternity leave, Okada? He, yeah. Well, I mean, is it paternity leave if there's no shows scheduled? Sure. Don't take that away from the guy. He just won the G1. Well, How dare you? Kazuchika. Kazuch. I don't know. Do they do like a, does New Japan do like appearances and stuff like where he'd have to work without actually wrestling? No. Okay. He's taking time before the next tour, so he's not. He's not doing Okada things. He's going to be a father. Hmm. And Okada uh, doing dad Kata things. I was going to go with Okada. That's better. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but I struggled with it. Okadad. Okadad. That's it. That's 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 the, winner. the one. That's the winner. Well, look, fellas, Okada won the G1. His fourth G1 victory, second in a row. You gotta see the match with him and Osprey. It is fucking brilliant. I will watch it tomorrow. It is great. Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton do a great job telling the story. And Okada and Osprey just paint a masterpiece. And there's such a great story. Osprey knows Okada can be beat because AJ Styles has done it and Tanahashi has done it and Kenny Omega has done it. So he uses the 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 high five high fly flow. He uses the why can't I think about it? what's the the pile driver AJ does? Styles clash. Styles he uses clash. Styles clash. He uses a V trigger. But he can't hit the one-winged angel, and eventually he falls to Okada in an unbelievable match. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, and we're off and running. Their, their next tour starts uh, September 5th. Matt, and, uh, yes. without giving too much about your, your talk with uh, Kevin Kelly, what would you say his overall thoughts were how, about how the G1 went? Uh, he loved the G1. Not the biggest fan of the four, the four brackets. Okay, because it felt like it was too spaced out. Uh, like you saw, like Hanare wrestle like the first ten days, and then he had like twelve days off before he wrestled again, like stuff like that. Gotcha. Um. So a couple of announcements came out of the G one final. They're coming to New York, October twenty eighth. Today, years old. Uh, also, Wrestle Kingdom will just be a one night event this year. Any reason why? Uh, I believe, obviously, because you guys, because you guys suck at picks, and they figured if you can't do it in one night, you're not going to beat me over two nights. So fuck all y'all. I think mm-hmm. the the original the double dash was good. It was served its purpose. They were going to unify both belts so that it required two nights, and they could sell, you know, a lot of tickets. And then there was the pandemic, so they couldn't fill the dome, and the pandemic is over. So now let's get back to it being a one night event. All right. I dig. So I'm very excited about that. Because I think it makes sense. And I don't think you're going to get a lot of filler. I think you're going to get a lot of matches that mean something. And I don't think you're going to get 100 matches like NWA yeah. Night 1. 
yeah, like the six, the six and the eight man tags for just for the sake of being there. Like that's what that was my beef with kind of with the G one was like I don't need to watch these like six man matches that are mean nothing to the actual purpose of the the, the product that you're trying right. to put out there. You just skip you skip all that. Yeah, go right to the G one. Yep. Uh, so the Burning Spirit um, is the next series of a sh- uh, shows that'll run in Japan. It will also be the first time they are selling tickets where fans can vocally cheer so up until this point if you were at a new japan show you could only clap you could not vocally cheer for your favorite wrestlers because now, japan be... is a commie country that's why kevin kelly touched on this too you gotta listen they said you it's gonna be hot in the summer if you're outside you don't need a mask if you're inside and you're by yourself, you don't need a mask. Still, 99% of the population was walking around with masks on. So they're doing what they want to do in Japan. Obviously, they're very strict at following the rules, but there's going to be sections where people can cheer vocally, which is something we haven't had in New Japan since the pandemic started. So that's very exciting. Right. And I think I asked you about the clapping, where I thought that for a while was, was banned as well. For a while it was, but now we're... Yeah, because I, yeah, I noticed when I was watching the G1 that they were clapping, and I was like, wait a second. That's, that's weird. Yeah, we're all good there. So uh, the Burning Spirit, we have a couple. Bad Dude Tito and Minoru Suzuki is going to happen on September 5th. Wait, wait. Uh, Bad Dude Tito? Oh, yeah, dude. What the fuck is a Bad Dude Tito? It's exactly what it sounds like, dude. He just he's Tito and he's a bad dude. He's like the he looks like uh like the Steiners and Steve Williams fucked around and had a baby. Oh god, who would fuck all three of them? Dude, the name boy. dude looks great. He's I I'm a big fan of bad dude Tito. He's been working at New Japan Strong. He was over there for the G1. He was accompanying Jonah to the ring for his G1 matches. Yeah. Now he's, now he's gonna get his solo run, so that'll be cool. Um Royce Isaacs is is back over there. Him Good and the West, him. him and the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jordy Nelson. So, um, your big burning spirit show is taking place September twenty fifth. Uh, Osprey defends a U.S. title against David Finley. Carl Anderson's defending his never open weight title against Tanahashi, uh, and your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champs TJP and Akira defend against Taguchi and Master Wado. Also, on October tenth. Um, Jay White uh, will be defending his title against Tamatanga at the main event of Declaration of Power uh, where we will also see Akata try and uh, avenge his only G1 loss against Jonah. There you go. So that is a snippet of your New Japan news. If you want more New Japan news, uh, the Bread Club episode should be dropping on Fightful Overbooked tomorrow where we had Kevin Kelly sit in with me and Kieran. So check that out. How do you how do you do on um how do you do on talking on that show? Pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I I like to think I do okay. Nice. Just I was just here. I was just around like thinking. Like, does he is he like Matt that we know there? I am Matt. That's right. I mean, you could just listen to the show too. I it's not it's not select. No, it's not select. I don't get paid for that show. Oh, I didn't know that. It's available on YouTube and their podcast, Fightful Overbooked. I was not aware of that. 
Shut up. We'll give you the listen. Now you know, Kevin. That's right. Tony's in slouch mode. Yep. Do you want me to read the Patreon list off? Yes. Oh, God, yes. All right. Well, (laughs) we're going to take this time. Oh, wow. My hair is all crazy. I love it. We're going to take this time. Thank you. We're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. You can become a Patreon supporter if you would like to uh, support the show. Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as $1 a month. Yes, $1 a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. $1 a month gets your name mentioned during uh, every single show. $3 a month gets you... uh, your name mentioned and content bonus content, excuse me. So our latest Patreon exclusive just dropped yesterday. Uh, so you can check that out. If you're a Patreon supporter at the $3 level, $5, uh, $5 level, will uh, drop your name, uh, get you that Patreon bonus content support and plug your social media website, whatever you want. $10 a month. You get all of the above. Plus, Every month we do a drawing right on this show, and that winner gets to pick the Wizards Rewind, uh, sit in on an interview, uh, be a part of Can You Beat That, and uh, much more. You can pick a bonus episode, you know, sit in, record a bonus episode with us, um, come in for down the aisle. So many things. We leave it up to you. We pick your name out of the hat, and if you're at the $10 or above level and your name is drawn, we reach out to you and we set things up. So Ryan Sullivan of the Mark Order podcast, Ryan Schlong, I didn't mean to give your government name, but that's what you show up in the Patreon as, uh, will be sitting in on September 19th for the Clark Connors interview. So that's pretty exciting for Ryan. And all Ryan does is support the show for as, uh, as little as $10 a month. You can't beat that. So at this time, we're going to thank those that support us over here at the Wizards podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Crazzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny Rusinello at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Anthony Rusinello uh, from the Mark Order Podcast. Want to send, send well wishes out to Anthony. He just had a, he just got the sleeve put in today. He had a little surgery. So uh, he's recovering nicely. I've talked to his uh, lovely wife, Mrs. Money. He's doing well. So um, shout out to Aunt Money. Uh, Sean Toe. Sean Calejo. Kate the Great Hensler uh, at Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, she'll be on the show September 12th because the committee decided she was a formidable opponent for Morocco. So tune in for that massacre. Um, it'll be like New Jack versus Gypsy Joe. If you don't know what I mean, Google it. Uh, Macarifo at Hudat Matt 81. Football season is upon us. He is a Saints fan. No relationship to KJG, but send your Saints hate, Saints hate his way. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, brother. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom, who's doing the marking out Ring of Honor Revelry podcast. So check that out. Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, Braden Bergen at Fuego 30 He's our number one fan from Iowa. Brendan Haney, Ryan Schlong. From the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod. Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer the third, his pal Antonio Hosserman makes experimental music at Harvestman Records 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson. Rob Humphrey. I dunk biscuits. 
the daily smart the daily smart.com at the daily smart on twitter twitter twiddle oh. uh, they help you find the latest wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcast don't forget we deliver youtube videos to keep you in the loop uh, last week's third Mike, Kevin Rogue, at Year of Pod, at JJ Rogue Means, at TOTS Pod, doing many things, wearing many hats. And last but certainly not least, he's got a Twitter account at W Mercier Jr., the one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean. JJ Rogue, that was the Daily Diddle. Hmm. Yes, it was. And Diddle you, with three Ds. Uh, if you are not watching on YouTube, uh, please be sure to do so. Subscribe. Uh, YouTube.com backslash the Shining Wizards. Uh, we have our calendar for September and into October. Next week, of course, the Roast of Tony. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be something. Why did you take that down? Because next week is not episode 660, dummy. It's episode 600. How to fix it. Well, I'm glad somebody knows how to fix a banner around here. Uh, September 5th, Magic Jake Dumas. September 12th, Landon Hale. The 19th, Clark Connors. The 26th, Black G's. Fucking A, dude, really? October 3rd is yet to be determined. And then October 10th, Sam Adonis returns the week of uh, Triple Mania to talk some wrestling. So we got a jam-packed September and October. Plus, uh, September 12th, Christian Rocco is going to uh, bludgeon Kate the Great in Can You Beat That? Uh, Uh, Listen, I don't know the thought process behind the committee, but really, they might be sending you a message. Maybe that they're not going to be bullied and conjoled and 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 forced into giving you a rematch. I think I don't look. I want nothing to you. I'll send the I'll send the committee a message. It's called a cave shot. All right, I need to know what a cave shot is. Is that like a? It's punch me standing in front of the 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 camera with my asshole spread wide open. For the committee, okay, <laughs> I was in the area. I was close. You could cover your eyes for that, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you're you, very thank welcome. Just open thank your you. mouth. I want not the committee is a bunch of horseshit. You and uh, whatever the diplomat, the dipshit that sends the fucking video at all week last week. You wait till fucking 10 after seven to send. I got a thousand that my computer's like fucking Johnny five. It's leaking all over the place. Johnny five alive. No, it's ready to explode. I'm trying to put this fucking stupid video, this idiot in the Yankees hat up. That's why you only got audio. And then out of all the people. All the people, not Dave LaGreca, not some well-versed trivia expert. You pick fucking Kate the Great, who for wait, some strange reason, you? Sorry, the, committee, you? the committee picks Kate the Great. And for some strange reason, the committee recognizes she had some kind of weird title reign. I don't recall said title reign. It's not in the uh, history of title changes that I painstakingly listened to all the episodes. And I have right here. Every single match and date of who won. I've got pictures of Kate with a can you beat that championship 
How do you? How do you? Oh, that's great. I'm sure Kevin can find a picture of him when he's eight years old. Eight years old with a fucking styrofoam WWF champion. Does that mean he's been the 30 year? Can you beat that champion? Just because they make a fucking belt that means they're the champion. The committee's so full of shit. Their eyes are brown. It's coming out of their ears. They look like a broken fire hydrant. You can't just change history just because you say something didn't happen. Oh yeah, like create a committee out of thin air. Listen. When, when I want somebody else from the committee, I want some, another diplomat. From I'm not on the committee. The well, diplomat, you, as you say, is not on the committee. You find whatever carrier pigeon sends you the messages. You write a little fucking message. I want a different person and a different video next time they got to deliver a message to me. So that gives the you and the committee and whatever other imaginary fucking people are running around your house in the mean streets of North Arlington. Uh, that gives you till October 24th. Wow. Well, that's when the next Can You Beat That Championship will be decided. If, you know, the ultimate underdog beats Christian Rocco, then she can defend against whomever this magical committee picks. Let me know what the Easter Bunny, the Leprechaun, and Santa Claus decide on. See, this is why you don't get a rematch. I don't like, want I'm a rematch. You. I think you really do deep down. I think that's why you're so angry because if you didn't want a rematch, you wouldn't give less of a shit about this. No, I just don't like how this this committee uh uh just out of thin air. One day it's just here and now it's deciding, it's deciding our bits. The committee game bits. This is a serious uh championship we're talking about here. Oh, now it's a serious championship. Well, when you when you decided, "Hey, let's open the door. Let's start bringing in some outsiders to challenge for this championship." We had to have rules. We had to have something established so that we could have people to go to to be the deciders of of how the game is played and who's going to challenge. What was wrong with the way we were doing it? There was just the three of us, and I never even fucking challenged. It was you versus Kevin every other week. Well, you're in the fucking committee's pocket. Why don't you challenge Christian Rocco? It'll be more entertaining than Cake and fucking curb style. I would like never. History X. I would never put my name into the hat to challenge oh. for such a prestigious championship. Who's going to come up with questions if it wasn't for me? I'll come up with fucking questions. Oh, what are you going to do? Ask everybody about the fucking G1 from 1984? Who's no, ask everybody about the first fucking Thunder or the first SmackDown. I'll go your route. That's actually not a bad question. The first Thunder? Yeah, see? You know who's in the main event of that show? You know who's in the first match? No, the main event was Mr. Perfect against somebody, wasn't it? Kurt Henning main evented every single show. Well, it's... in for, for, the, for lack of any other pe- people wanting to. First match, I'll tell you right now who it was. Was it, was it the Brett and the Rick? It was not. Well, it's it, neither here nor there. It was Chris Adams versus Macho Man Randy Savage. There you go. There you go. That and a fucking hot dog will get you nothing. This is fresh after Macho Man's, uh, I guess, hostility towards Hogan and uh, and the NWO. You know, it's like my hostility with the committee. I just want the committee to be gone. I don't know why they have anything to do with, with, with the can you beat that championship, a, a championship belt that you, Tony, uh, designed and you built yourself in your basement, and then I fairly captured it at Studio A against Kevin. That's right. You do remember that that was not supposed to be the Can You Beat That Championship. That was supposed to be a belt that was going to be decided, passed along, based on based on everything that happened in our world. For instance, you had a killer interview with, with a guest. You may be bestowed the Shining Wizards Championship. 
Kevin gets an autograph from somebody for the Wall of Fame, he may be bestowed. It was going to be an ongoing, just a just a uh, a, a, a whisper in the wind, maybe just passed along for for reasons for bringing greatness to the Shining Wizards, and then all of a sudden it was co-opted into the championship for one specific event. And that's why we needed a committee. We needed some rules. We needed some structure. We needed a governing body. Do you not understand that? Oh, I get it. Come get your title then, committee. Wow. What a dick. You know how much money I put down? Deposit on that? Can you beat that championship? <laughs> $2.75. More. The price of a hot dog. More. Matt's going Matt's to go on his Fightful podcast, and we're gonna have, the committee's going to have to dis- distort it because it's not the real is it doesn't have to have like a tag belt on there he's gonna be fucking defending it against kieran we're gonna yeah. fucking <laughs> at least he got his fucking name right show the guy a little respect i give him all the respect in the world I have to deal with a mutter and stutter and prick like you. <laughs> if you watched the show you would know i am a completely different animal oh i know you're an animal for sure but i'm not drinking oh boy you're still hung over from saturday right no, last dude, I listened to last week's show. That first like hour and a half, I was not. The lights were on, but nobody was home, buddy. Oh, I know. I listen. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> well worth it. Oh, yeah. for sure. For but sure. Like you said, it'd been a long time since you had a shindig of that magnitude. It's good it's to been hear a long time. All right. I'm ready for some fun. I'm ready to do some some strutting and some walking and I got the theme music playing in the background and the fans are cheering for me. Come on. Let's bring this shit down the aisle. Woo. All right. So uh, let, do me a favor, guys. Just throw out a year. Why don't you guys pick a year? 1986. Oh, God. I'm... All right. 1977. Fuck it. 77. Oh, God. Oh, How are you going to go down the aisle in 1977? I was. You, you could because you were like 30. <laughs> But all right, Let's see what I can find here. Go eight, go with eighty six, please. Nope, Lesser of two evils. It is. Le- Lesser of two evils. First thing he said. The, he said it first. He said eighty six first. Nope, Kevin shit on it first, so I changed my mind. All right, let's go. Let's see how this. Let's see how this plays out, gentlemen. This, this is going to be good because I guarantee you, there's nobody listening right now who knows fuck all about nineteen seventy seven. All right, I was kind of with you, Kev, here, but I think there's a lot here we can work with. Fuck yes. All right. All right. So there what look, 1977, I wasn't going on some deep dive. I wasn't going back to like fucking Portland and I wasn't going to some territory. I went to the WWF. Fuck yeah. Here we go. All right. Let me let me correct myself. The WWWF. Good. So that's what I was gonna ask. All right. On this date in 1977. An event was held at the Boston Garden in Boston. Boston. 81 uh, hundred people there. That's it? Wow. This is the light show. I mean, it's 77, dude. Yeah, I know, but still, what was it? 6,000, 6, you said? 7,000? 8,000. But still, for the Boston Garden? I mean, I, you know what? That, that's a pretty decent crowd, I guess. All right, let's hear it. We got 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Johnny Rods. Fuck yeah, dude. Defeats SD Jones. Fucking A. All right. We're starting off hot. I love it. Fucking Johnny Rods, baby. Dude, almost 10 minutes of this shit. Well, special delivery Jones, bro. He's throwing him headbutts like a fucking wild man. I don't know what he was like in 77, but. Did I ever tell you the story I was supposed to wrestle him for a Gino show? SD Jones? Yes. And I'm disappointed he fucking, he wound up getting Died? stuck. Oh. No. no he's... Stuck? In what, a doorway? 
Yes, he couldn't get through. Um, no, he was. Uh, I was supposed to work a match with him actually in Clifton, and for some reason, like he couldn't make it. I don't know if he missed a flight or whatever the whatever the gimmick was, but I uh, I think that was the night I wound up wrestling Mike Dell. Or yeah, I think I think that was the night I wound up wrestling Mike Dell. But yeah, I was supposed to have a match with SD Special Delivery Jones, and I was looking forward to it. I was going to be jobbing to the cocoa butt, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. Oh, that's a shame. I would have yeah. liked to see that. I would have loved to have done it. I would have loved that fucking match. That would have been awesome. A fucking uh, bucket list for sure. Yeah. Johnny Rivera defeated Joe Turco. <laughs> the one and only Joe Turco. Do we know anything about Joe Turco? I got to look up Joe Turco. Joe Turco was Turco, from... Turco, Turco. He was from Italy. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm a Joe was... Turco. He was Baron Turco. He was Mario Leone, and he was the Matador. Uh, his nicknames were the Continental Nobleman and the Wild Man, and his signature moves were a headlock and a body block. A headlock. What the hell is a body block? Oh, I found I found Peter Maivia versus Joe Turco. <laughs> Does anyone know what a bot? I've heard of a shoulder block or a shoulder tackle. What the probably, heck is a body block? Probably like a cross body, no? But you're not blo- if you're providing the offense, you're not blocking anything. This is oh, the cross 70s. body block. All right. It, the full name is cross body block. You're right. This is the 70s. It was a simpler yeah, time. You're right. No, you're right. Cross body. It, I've no everyone for the longest time has just called it a cross body, but it is a cross body block. So yeah. Well, if you're interested, Peter Maivia scooped him up and kind of was going for a boss man slam, but turned it into like a tilt the world, not a tilt the world, but like a spinning into the knee backbreaker. And he beat uh, like, a, like an abyss, uh, like the black hole, the black hole slam. Yeah. But it was weird the way he went into it. It wasn't like a complete spin around, but the, like the motion was there. So yeah. Peter Maivia beating Joe Turco in under two minutes. So there so, you go. Uh, it looks like by this point in his career, Joe Turco was at the end of the line. It, the earliest I can find is him wrestling in 1962. Ooh, baby. As the Matador for NWA Mid-America. And then by 78, he's winding down uh, in the WWF, losing to the likes of Gypsy Rodriguez, um, lukewarm Pete Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he wrestled Steve King to a draw. Mm. He lost to Ted Adams, Pete Austin again, Johnny Rods. Holy shit. NWA Mid-America. Look at this. March of 78, Nikolai Volkov beat him. This Joe Turco guy. He got around. A journeyman. What do you know? What do you say? Uh, Close. What do you say? What do you know? Still not, still not right, but we'll give it Now we're getting to the meat and the potatoes of this shit. Fuck yeah. Bring on the shit. Gorilla Monsoon defeats George the Animal Steel by count out. How long? Wait, how long did did they give this 13 minutes? Lower. Eight minutes. Lower. Sick. Wait, this, this had to be something where they were planning a return match. It had to be. I don't have that information available to me. What the hell was George Animal still doing in 1977, other than wrestling Gorilla Monsoon? Who who was the bad guy? Uh, I would assume at that point it's got to be George Steele in 77. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't Green Tongue. 
No, he he was definitely green tongue, but he probably wasn't mine. Captain Lou Albano, George Animal Steel at this point. Did George Animal Steel always good guy or bad guy? Always have the green tongue. I feel like did was that always his shtick? I think it was. So even th- as a bad guy, he had a green tongue. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So I just pulled up uh, from. Uh, May of 1977, he's wrestling Bruno San Martino at the Garden, and he's doing the gimmick. But there's a woman, an old woman in the front row, that is continuously hitting him with a purse while he's just standing there. 77 was wild. Now he's getting back in the ring. The referee looks like he works at the fucking hardware store. That's another thing. The evolution of, like, referee gear is so strange. Oh, fuck. I, speaking of, speaking of old wrestlers, this came into my head. I meant to tell you guys about this when I saw it. Apparently, at some point, I mean, in in the long history of matches between Jimmy Snuka and the Metal Maniac, Jimmy, <laughs> they, listen, it's I, I don't not know, the name I thought you were going to say. I don't I don't know if it was an ECPW show. I have to find the footage. Jimmy Snuka body slams Metal Maniac on the floor. And some little kid comes up, picks up his chair, and throws the chair on top of the metal maniac. I almost pissed my pants. I was laughing so hard. Even Jimmy looked around like, you believe this, brother? It was so yeah, Jimmy Snooker funny. incited riots. Oh, my God. Fucking hysterical. The little kid just walks up with the chair over his head and just throws it on top of him. Well, I've told the story at nauseum. Jimmy, uh, during a Jimmy Snooker match, a little kid hit me with one of those batting cage softballs. <laughs> When I was managing him versus the Kodiak Bear, another legend. <laughs> uh, Tony, your time on this match was three minutes and 34 seconds. Three minutes. Wow. Now, I don't know if that count. Like, it looks like there's a lot of gaga before this Bruno match where George is around the ring. He's not necessarily getting in the ring. He's riling the crowd up. So maybe that is something that happened here. I cannot say. We follow this matchup with a best two out of three falls tag match. Check out this, fellas. Tony Gurria, Rick Martel, please. You got half of that right, Kevin. Tony Gurria and Dean Ho. Tony Gurria is the first competitor. It's not Dean Ho? It's not Dean Ho. Is it Darren Mike Cicluna? It is not. This is a very famous. Oh, Haystacks Calhoun. It's not Haystacks. It's not Haystacks. Dominic Danucci. He worked WWWF. Rene Goulet. Uh, and then he eventually ended up in WCW. Rick, no, I said Rick Martel. Um, Jacques Rougeau? No, no, not Jacques. And it wasn't... Wow. There's another clue, and if I give it away, you'll know who it is. No, no. All right. So wait. He So he was t- teaming with Tony Gurria. Uh, on this show. Now, I don't and know. Then he went to w- and then he went to WCW. I think there was a large gap. Let's see if I can find. Wait, this wait so so uh, yeah, they yeah, were the course. tag champs. Uh, this does not. Hold on, now you got me. This doesn't say it was a tag title match. All right, so yeah, because it I was think a Tony just, Gurria only held the belt with Martel. This was just a best two out of three falls match. No, Gurria held the belts with quite a few people in WWWF. Yep. So I'm he was in WWWF from. Looks like 74 to 81. Then he did uh, a little All Japan. 
Then Georgia Championship Wrestling in the NWA. Can I get a Pistol Pez Watley? It is not Pistol Pez. Um, and then he pretty much finished his career out in WCW. He did a bunch of indie stuff in the 2000s. Um, but his the, the meat on the bone is WWF from 74 to 81. NWA WCW from 83 to 99. Oh, uh, no, uh, uh, Blackjack Mulligan? No. 99? 99. In WWE as a wrestler? WCW. Oh, WCW. Um, all right. So, all right. So, here. No, no, stop it. Stop it. Why? He has it. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You're right. Is it Zabisco? Correct. Ding. Okay, so here, so here's the story. Uh, um, you didn't Tony, up, did you? Tony Gurria is has been WWF Tag Team Champion five times. Rick Martel was twice. Dean Ho was once. Haystacks Calhoun was once, and Larry Fucking Zabisco was once. Oh, so that's how you found it. Looks it Sorry. up. I was trying to get it organically, and you just totally ruined everything that I've ever done in my entire life. Would you have gotten it organically? I, I probably would have. No, he's lying because he knows the answer now. He would have said he said he would have gone. No, I, it would have taken me a few more guesses, which we might not have had time for. But if I had like, I'm trying to move the show along. Let's if I had three more guesses, I probably would have got it. Well, they defeated. Oh boy, this, this tag team. Oh boy. Captain Lou Albano. Oh, and Tony Altamore, the Sicilians? No. No? Alpha? No. <laughs> How about Ken Patera? Wait, Captain Lou and Ken Patera were a team? Holy shit, dude. I guess so. Wow. Uh, they, they, they lost 2 nothing. so. <laughs> and it looks like. Holy shit doesn't look like they teamed all that often. Probably not. Nah, was Albano yeah. his manager at that point? If this is a house show, it's probably just a one-off. Yeah, they, they teamed a couple times. Uh, I got Chief J and Gorilla against them. Oh, God. Uh, what do we got? Yep, yep. We got six-man throw Peter Maivia in there. Uh, Ivan Pusky and Peter. Oh, God. But Ivan Pusky and Peter Maivia defeated Baron Von Raschke and Ken Patera. Holy shit, the bat! Well, the, I mean, that kind of makes sense because they're both AWA guys. Yeah, and it was seventy-seven. Matt, they probably you, they might have come you, in. They might have come in from the AWA. Then they might have Vern might have sent them over there. Where would you rank this tag team as the greatest of all time, guys? Oh, top five for sure, <laughs> right up there with Awesome Kong. I just happen to have a Ken Patera and Captain Lou Albano, <laughs> LJN at arm's reach. So I don't think I I had Captain Lou. I don't I didn't have Ken Patera. I got two. I got a two pair of Pateras. Patera Peras. Pair of Pateras. Um so we got Bruno not as the champion defeating Mr. Fuji in 18 minutes and 20 seconds. Wait a minute. They gave Fuji 18. I mean, I get it, it's the 70s, but they gave Fuji 18 minutes. He must have been doing a lot of cheating, bro. A lot of gimmicks in that fucking match. Had yeah, to have been. Was Fuji that bad of a of a worker? 
No, it's not that. But Fuji was Fuji was always like the mischievous shit behind the referee's back. As was, a as a performer too. Yeah, he had the gimmick in the tights. Like he, the ref's not looking, he gave him the fucking the, the shot in the throat. Stick it back in. You know, like like Jerry Lawler kind of shit. This is probably know? more about Bruno than it is about Fuji. It's probably giving Bruno eighteen minutes and not and just having someone in there with him that they know could not get blown up. Yeah, it's possible. It's just weird though that Mr. Fuji would get 18 minutes for Bruno. Something just seems off about that. I'm you know? sure there's a lot of like rest hole. It's all to, to lead to the, the big comeback. What was the honest? What, wrestling back then kind of sucked. What was the date on this show? It was today, August 22nd, 1977. So who so um superstar was champ for this year? That is your next match, Tony. There you go. The WWF heavyweight champion is superstar Billy Graham, and he loses. Of course he does. To Chief J Strongbow. What? By referee's decision. Oh, I listen. The WWF did a lot of this shit back in the day where the referee would stop a match, but because the champion was not pinned or submitted, would not lose the title, which is a complete 180 from the way things are booked. Currently. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you now, because if it's a referee stoppage, the, the title would change hands. Yeah, because they, they did the same shit to Bruno. Like if Bruno was bleeding, they would stop it and stuff like that, but they wouldn't switch the title. Now, Matt, let me ask you this, because I feel like this also happened a lot. They booked a lot of non-title matches. Do you know if this was a non-title or title match? This says WWF heavyweight title match. Yeah, okay. it definitely. They would, they would, uh, it, they would. But you would, but Tony, know what I'm saying? Like sometimes main events would be no, I get it, but yeah. for no reason. And if you and if you looked like like once the mid '80s came around, they would never book like this. It would be, you know, like a title change. But back in the '70s, if the referee stopped it, no, they wouldn't change the title for whatever reason. Because if they stopped the boxing match, they would switch the title too. Yeah, and it's weird. You know? Like, what's the difference between a referee stoppage and Arnold Skull and throwing in the towel? Exactly. Exactly. It's just well, I, I guess because Arnold is like technically your side giving up, as opposed to the referee saying, "Hey, he's had enough." I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And it, it never makes Tony, sense. Tony, this really, it really doesn't make any sense. Because if the referee said, "Hey, man, like you can't compete with this guy anymore," this guy should get what you have. Yeah. No, I get it. And the the only thing that I could think of is with the referee stopping it the guy wasn't really technically beat and that's kind of the out for it, but yeah, still maybe it's, it's a so. shitty thing. I don't like it, but, but maybe it worked back then. I don't know. You know, it just didn't, it never made sense to me either. So Billy Graham, how, how long did that match go? 37 uh, minutes, 16 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, I guess the people in Boston were getting their money's worth for this show. Well, that was not the main event. Uh, Tony, Tell me there was some sort of boot camp match or fucking <laughs> lights out match. Let me see if I can guess, Matt. Well, it, there's we, there's two matches left on the card. Can I guess okay. one of them? Because I'm totally throwing a dart out there in the middle of it. But because you said that that Tony Gurria match wasn't a tag title match, is one of them a tag title match? It does not say. Okay. Um, guess Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson versus the Wild Samoans. No, do we? I think we have. I think we have an IC title match with maybe Pedro Morales defending against someone. There is no more title matches. Ooh, so it's Mar- Andre. It was Andre there at this point in '77. So at this time, your tag team champions are the Yukon Lumberjacks. Oh Christ! Woo. They are not. They are not on this show. 
Well, they're busy in the Yukon territory. That's why. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they got shit to do, man. Yeah, they got trees ain't gonna chop themselves down. Goddamn right. Goddamn, pal. And at this time in the, uh, I don't think we're not there yet. Seventy nine is when we have an IC title, so we don't have an IC champ here. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Um, do we have a women's match? No. So okay. someone said Peter Maivia. Yes. He is in a singles match. He defeats defeats Rocky Tamoyo. Oh God! What in the fuck? What, what a... is a Rocky Tamoyo? Okay, so this, and I could be pronouncing his last name right. It's T T T O M A Y O. Tamayo. Tamayo Tomato. He was Blue Demon Two. He was the Blue Devil. He was Inca Peru. He was Joe Soto. He was Super Assailant Two. He looks like the Italian guy. And Super Assassin Two. So he wore many hats in his career. Oh, shit. He used to team with Tojo Yamamoto. Of course he did. Fucking A, dude. So that is... uh, Now, I don't know if this is in the order, but your last match is another two out of three falls tag team match. This went all three falls. Of course it did. With the team of Haystacks Calhoun and Ivan Putsky <laughs> defeating the tag team of Frank Monroe and Stan Stasiak. Wow. All right. We all know who Stan Stasiak is. Frank Monroe sounds very familiar. Frank I have a Monroe. feeling I might know a little about him. Do you? you? That's not the guy that got slapped, that got hit with the coconut by Roddy Piper in the 80s, is it? Or is that Russ Francis? Oh, no, Russ Francis played football. Oh, that's right. Moose Dang. Monroe. Yes. Moose fucking Monroe. He Bro, looks his... like a fucking moose. Tony, his... I think I think Moose Monroe did a liner for us at one point. Hey, this moose. His <laughs> signature move was the flying sausage. Hey, he's a former ICW guy from New Jersey as well. <sighs> His signature moves, the flying sausage, the bear hug, the elbow drop, the headbutt, and the big slash. Dude, what is the flying sausage? I was going to ask you the same thing. If one of us knows, then one of us knows. I have no fucking idea. Flying sausage. sausage. I'm going to guess it's like a flying forearm. Flying sausage. Like Tito Santana style. I wonder, we got to have a fucking match where Frank Monroe squashes someone, right? Oh. I mean, we, we have to see this in motion. Um, I got something in 81. He beats Tony Altimore. He beats Frank Moose. Monroe beats Frank Savage. Tony Atlas versus Frank Monroe. I well, get Tony the feeling that Tony Atlas is winning this. Thing. Yeah, Tony Atlas ain't losing that match. Yeah. Rick McGraw defeats Moose Monroe. Dude, now is Bill Monsoon beat Moose Monroe in 36 seconds in 1979. That's terrible. So now if this is just a famous move. It might not be a finisher, so he might still get the move off. Well, not... he didn't get it off against Tony Allen that much. There you go. That's the only match of Frank Monroe on uh, on YouTube? That can't be. Oh, yeah. Moose Monroe, Bob Sweeten versus Moose Monroe. Bob Sweetan, yeah. Holy shit. You're Sweeten? 
Tito and Ivan versus Moose Monroe and Tito and Ivan former tag Pete Doherty. Pete Doherty, I believe. No, he's not the guy. The Duke of Dorchester. Yeah, but I was thinking of the the coconut guy. The name escapes me. No, the the coconut guy was Jimmy Snooker. That was the only guy. No, but but. Okay, maybe not the coconut guy, but when the guy that Roddy Piper beat the crap out of, I'm I know who name. you mean. The, the the Puerto Rican guy. What the fuck was his name? The guy with the mustache. Yes. Thought his name was. Damn it. Frankie Williams. Yes, Frankie Williams. There you go. Boom. Frankie Williams. I'm fast forwarding right now. I pulled it up. What does he hit him with? The flying sauce. No, he he didn't hit him with anything. He just started punching him. And he hit him with the microphone. There was no weapon against Frankie Williams. I think that was the first Piper's Pit, though, wasn't it? Well, no, the flying sausage wouldn't be a weapon. It would probably just be his move. No, I'm talking about Frankie Williams and Piper now. Oh, no. uh... Yeah, no, he just beats the crap out of him. He just fucking whips it out and gives him the helicopter. Gives him the flying sausage. So, so... I found the next month, um, and it looks like the only thing they really tried to to draw you back in on was the superstar Billy Graham Chief Day, Jay Strongbow match, because they put them in a cage for your main event. Well, there you go. That's yeah, not oh, cage match. You could put and you could put Flying Sausage and Frankie Williams in there, and still be a main event. All right, I gotta ask you guys. JJ yeah. Rook comes in. Pete Doherty had some weeping grave diggers. What are weeping grave diggers, and why do I not know this euphemism? Is it a hair? I don't know this reference either. I don't... Is that a weeping... Minnesota thing, brother? I have a feeling it might be... Oh, is, is there, like, a different Pete Daughtry that we're, we're confusing him with? Like, Oh, is... no, there's only one. No, not in wrestling. I'm talking about, like, in mainstream celebrity. Is there a Pete Daughtry that may have been, like, some sort of weird... Well, I just Googled Weeping Gravedigger, and I'm not finding good results. These are fucking depressing. Holy shit, dude. What did you make me Google, JJ? Holy shit. It says, he said it is. So is that his hair? Yeah, I don't know. You got you to gotta give us a little more. The Libertines? Um, the school massacre is grave digging weeping. Yeah, that's the one. It's, yeah, yep. That's not what we're looking for, I don't think. Nope. A it's Minnesota. a Minnesota thing. You said it. Hey. All right. Well, what is it, bro? This is depressing, hey. dude. You is that a band? Is, are the Libertines a band from Minnesota? It's a Minnesota thing, brother. Way to bring the brother. show down, fucking rogue. Thank you. <laughs> At least you didn't do it last week. Yeah, was thanks. Great. He was great last week. He's really angling for my fucking job, isn't he? Job? That would imply that you get paid to do this. Well, don't I? I'm still waiting for that first check. It's in the mail. Yeah, sure it is. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. All right, so wasn't the greatest? I think it was. We learned that the flying sausage was a finishing maneuver or a famous maneuver or a maneuver he was known for. Okay. I mean, he's not a weeping grave digger. No, no. That is true. That is true. Let me just see something here real fast. Let me just see. Oh, Matt, Matt's Matt's looking for more. I just want to see something, man. What are you What are you looking for? Talk us through it. Just uh, I want to see. Uh, I want to. I want to jump back to. Oh God, 
Good lord. What do you want to jump back to, bro? That's uh that's the thing there. I think that's too vague. Let me do this. Let me do this. Wanna jump back to this? Hey! hey. Jerry feet. <laughs> Jerry toes. <laughs> Nobody thought of this. Break the toes down. Did uh Kevin tell you you met the roommate? No. The roommate's still around? I thought I thought school's back in session. Uh she leaves Friday. Oh, you gonna miss her? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so 1986 was another thing you threw out there. So I found a Jim Crockett promotion show that took place at the Mid-Atlantic Championship. Uh, excuse me. Mid-Atlantic. Wow. This is a JCP show. Okay. Uh, it took place on this date. On this day. In 1986, Hampton, Virginia at the Hampton Coliseum. 5,000 people showed up to see the Italian Stallion and Todd Champion wrestle to a draw. All right. Sounds good. We all know Todd Champion. We all know the Italian Stallion. Uh, we also got the uh, tag team match, the Kansas Jayhawks. Bobby Jaggers and Dutch Mantel defeated uh, the Barbarian and T. Joe Khan. T. Joe Khan. Sione and T. Joe Khan. Yes, Sione. <laughs> I almost missed that. Now, <laughs> I've been co- Here we go. T. Joe Khan was in Body Slam, by the way. Ivan Koloff defeats the Warlord. Wow. They like that. The Warlord and the Barbarian on the same show. Well, it's Jim Crockett. They always were. Uh, Manny Fernandez and Wahoo McDaniels defeated the Midnight Express. Wow. Manny and Wahoo were teaming up, huh? 86, yeah. And that was wow. Eaton and Condry. Eaton? You sweeten? Uh, bunkhouse Eaton, Eaton and Sweeten. Who was that Sweeten guy? What was oh, his name? That- um... Mike Sweetane, Mike Mike Sweeten and Bobby Eaton would have been the greatest tag team of all time. Sweeten Eaton and Mark Eaton uh, is their manager. Oh, Eaton, Sweeten Eaton, uh, Eaton. You Sweeten, you Eaton. Uh, the weeping, weeping Grave Digger is essentially a better full-on banger. All right, we'll take your word for it. So that uh, that means that means it's a good thing and not a negative thing, I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, bunkhouse match. Jimmy Valiant defeats Shaska Watley. Fucking a, dude. Dude, this this was a feud that I didn't think I'd have any interest in. But I remember when I was listening to who's was it Conrad's show with Tony Schiavone, and they were talking about this, and it just sounded fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, this is this is when they were doing their retrospective of whatever year this was, and uh in uh, Jim Crockett and the dude, the promos were just insane. He wanted Pez Watley wanted to be like Shaka Zulu, but he made his name Shaska, which meant nothing. So they were like, dude, your name doesn't mean anything. I don't care. It sounds cool. I want it. So, so when was Pez anybody went, ready for Shaska? So when he went heel, nobody like, like that was like his thing. Like he was finding his roots and you know, the boogie woogie man, you my brother. We we roll together and the just the fucking promos were insane because it's fucking Jimmy Valiant and fucking Pez Watley, good shit. 
Uh, this was, and it doesn't say what title. A non-title Texas death match. Magnum TA defeated Nikita. Probably the U.S. title. Koloff, yeah. Donk Donk? Oh. Have to be the U.S. title. And then uh, your st- the main event, it seemed to be a steel cage match. Does the Rose and Big Bubba. Nice. Well, of course. Bubba started out as a job guy on the Saturday show. And Dusty saw something huge in him and took a liking to him. And it was off to the races. He went from fucking being Jabba Ray Trailer, who was a big dude, who I think the move that impressed him was he took he took uh, Tully's um, slingshot suplex. And he's like, dude, this man can get up for this. He's got something. And he fucking went on the road with him, Dusty and Bubba, and off to the fucking races, dude. I they was thinking money. about this the other day. Like, when he came back in WCW as Ray Trailer, like, after he was, you know, you know the guardian angel, the boss, um, then Big Bubba Rogers, and he was then he was Big Bubba in Dungeon of Doom, Big Bubba in NWO. And then all of a sudden they decided that he had to change his name just to like be a different person. Like he could have still been like good guy Big Bubba, the teaming with the Steiners to go against the NWO, and it would have been I think the move calling him Ray Trailer was super weird. Yeah, they did the same shit with John Tenta. Like, well, like after you took away that that's something that made him different. And you just like, I'm John Tenta. I'm a man. I'm not a shark. I'm not a tornado, whatever the fuck else he said. And it's yeah. kind of like, all right, you're John Tenta. Who cares? Yeah, like Ray Trailer, like he still had a decent little run as Ray Trailer. And then obviously he went back to WWE as the big boss man. But I feel like, I feel like if he just like kept Big Bubba, like would have any, would anyone have batted an eye that he was now this good guy? I don't think so. If, if you really, if for, for those of you listening out there, if you really want to get a flavor, of what Big Bubba was capable of, even after his run as you know as part of the Twin Towers, when he was on his own in that run against the Heenan family when they were making fun of his mama, yeah, bro, he was trim, he was fit, he was moving like a fucking panther. Yep, his he was student, incredible in that run. It almost looked like he was too thin, especially like when nails came in. Like he almost looked like he was like. Yeah, but that match he had with Perfect for the IC title, I think was it yeah. SummerSlam. I forget the paper. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. WrestleMania he seven. Fucking looked amazing in that match. Yeah. Amazing. And I get it. Perfect's one of like the better best workers ever, you know. Yeah, but he also in- looked really good against when he was that heel against Hogan in the cage. Yeah. He was he was really good there too. Oh no, for sure. For sure. Not not taking anything away from that. But he when he slimmed down, he was really on all cylinders. Didn't yeah, no, to your to your point to say like, oh, but he was with perfect. Like, don't like Hogan's not a master of the ring. Like Big Bubba made the Hulkster look great too. So, oh, of course, of course, and, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't just chalk it up to Mister Perfect being the guy in the ring. And and off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly what what kind of shape he was in, like with the Midnight Express run and and Crockett. But like when he was with Hogan in that feud, like. In my head, that's the biggest I've ever seen him. You know, yeah, he was he was still a big boy, yeah. So I don't again, I don't know if he was bigger because they asked him to get bigger to make so Hogan would be more impressive when Hogan did something to him. But I don't remember how big he was as the the bodyguard for Cornette and and those guys. But he looked massive, like. And then when he turned face, and when then you could obviously see the difference in his weight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah anybody find that ironic that? His big feud when he when he turned face was uh, Heenan and everybody talking shit about his mother. And then later on, years later, he was talking shit about Big Show's father. 
It's yeah. so weird how that worked out, right? I never thought about that. And he gave, dude, he gave the he gave the, the big show, well, Paul White, his fucking nickname, the Big Nasty Bastard. He's like, you're a big nasty bastard and your mama said so. And like that fucking stood for a while. He was the big nasty bastard. So what do you like better? Big nasty bastard or when Hogan called him you big stinky nasty giant? I think big nasty big nasty bastard though is just so catchy. It's so I cool. just remember laughing out loud. He's like, I'm gonna take that big stinky nasty giant. Well, I get the feeling Hogan said that about Andre too, didn't he? I don't know. In the build up to WrestleMania three. I don't know. I don't know if he called him a big stinky nasty giant. Big stinky nasty is like that's like a ple- that's poetry to me. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. I bet you I bet you Andre was wearing pajamas around that time. That's right. Ugh, oh boy. Man. Wow, we went down the aisle twice tonight, technically. No? Yeah, I figure why not? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. It's always Love a good it. time. Both Love shows, it. both shows interesting for different reasons. Absolutely. Kind of like it. Who doesn't? Manny Fernandez and fucking Wahoo McDaniel. Holy shit something i need to crack open some like early 80s i got really excited because jim ross on um grill and jr i want to say last week they did smoky mountain wrestling's night of the champions or night of the legends excuse me and uh and i listened and they were like all right go to peacock and it's season three episode 33 and i was like oh man did they fucking upload a shitload more of uh, smoky mountain so i came home and i checked and they didn't add a fucking thing to it it's like episode six 12 yeah 31 32 33 34 38 and i was like this is dog shit yeah i think i skipped that episode of, of jr because i couldn't find it on the, the peacock i definitely want to watch more smoky mountain hey just as an aside if you wanted to watch wwe network you'd have to get like a vpn and all that shit right yes and I you'd have to have somebody that also has an account there no like you couldn't set up an account well i guess maybe you could if you had the vpn right Dude, you're way over my head now. So wait, WWE Network is still a thing like overseas? Everywhere else except here. I Oh, okay. Everywhere else. Kratzo over in fucking Germany has the uh the network. The, uh, the network and yeah. we don't. Baza has the network and we don't. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking Sean Kaleo in fucking Australia has the network. Nice. I mean, if he wants it, I don't know if he has it, but he has access yeah. to it. So fucking stupid. Well, yeah. it is what it is. Whatever. It is what it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. And this is what it is. Episode 599. Special thanks to Chandler Hopkins. Uh, member, follow him at the young gun underscore ch on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, something tells me he's gonna have a very, very successful be uh, something to keep your eyes on. Uh, special thanks to everyone over at Pele Pro, uh, Kyle, who helped set up the interviews the last uh, couple weeks. Izzy James was great. He was a great talk. And uh, obviously Chandler was a lot of fun. Next week, uh, episode 600, The Roast of Tony. It is going to be an event for the ages. Um, I'm not going to do notes for next week. I don't know what to expect. I have a list of people I have to reach out to and set up uh this thing so we'll see uh we'll see how it goes how goes it by and by uh and i told tony yesterday i said if you are fucking late to this thing i will personally drive to north arlington and stab you this is time sensitive i've this is gonna be (sighs) 
a couple things up my sleeve. We'll see how it plays out. You fuckers better hope I don't win this year in a row. Yeah, we're going to have NWA picks to talk about next week. And Oh, no, we're not. We don't have to talk about it. We'll just go over that the fact that I am up by 17 picks now instead of two. Tony, I hate to break it to you. That's talking about it. Talk about it. Well, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends if you enjoy the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast to check us out. Uh, even if you don't enjoy our witty banter, at least, uh, <laughs> you know, we give great interview. That's right. And head. And head. Lots of head. Allegedly. Not allegedly. Uh, we'll be back next week with Tony's big six, uh, big roast of Tony, our 600th episode. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're just going to have to tune in to see who shows up for this thing. NWA this weekend, folks. Yeah. Hopefully right. Tim Storm's crying with that fucking sweet Charlotte over his shoulder by the end of the night. All righty. All right. We'll be back next week with another humdinger of an episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Heavy on the humming. Not so oh. much on the dinging. Boom. Fucking A. Yeah. We all right, sorry, I'll hit the button. Bye, stupid. I'll hit the button. I ain't everybody hit the button. Who's hitting it? I'm hitting, I'm on it. Hit my fucking rave.